I'm asking all of my listeners, my proud supporters of our courageous men and women in blue to join me and express your unwavering appreciation for law enforcement. Thin Blue Line USA has stylish apparel, great accessories that make a statement and flags that fly with pride. They've got everything you need to show your support for law enforcement. Go to ThinBlueLineUSA.com and shop a wide selection of products to show up your patriotism. Use code SID and get 15% off. Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. championship game for the first time since their Super Bowl winning season. They sweep the Giants in three games this year. They've beaten them ten games in a row here in Philadelphia and they left no questions unanswered tonight. Heightened security at Lunar New Year celebrations in the city this year in response to the tragedy on the West Coast. All of our hearts go out to terrible, terrible displays that took place earlier. Uh, we are in prayer of those who are lost According to President Biden's personal lawyer, the Department of Justice says it found six more classified documents on Friday during a search that lasted nearly 13 hours at his home in Wilmington, Delaware. There's nothing there. I have no regrets on following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. No, they're there. Talking to myself and feeling old. Sometimes I'd like to quit Nothing ever seems to fit Hanging around Nothing to do but frown Rainy days and Mondays always get me down What I've got they used to call the blues Nothing is really wrong Feeling like I don't belong Walking around Some kind of lonely cloud Rainy days and Mondays always get me down Funny but it seems I always wind up here with you Nice to know somebody loves me Funny, but it seems that it's the only thing to do Run and find the one who loves me Rainy days and Mondays. That's what we've got this morning. Welcome back, folks, to the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City and the self-proclaimed best talk show anywhere in America. That's me, that's us. Sitting friends in the morning here on Talk Radio 77 WABC, the beautiful voice of Karen Carpenter, the Carpenters, rainy days and Mondays. And uh, this is a uh, really depressing Monday. I mean, F. Justin Ellick is stupid. God, nobody cares. You're in New York, you're not in Pennsylvania, you're not in Philadelphia. And now, in fact, that I booked uh, Harry Mays 
on uh, Friday. Now I want to cancel them. I don't want to talk to Harry. God. I don't want to talk to anybody who's from Philadelphia who likes Philadelphia. It's stupid. You're not in Philadelphia. You're in New York. I tell you a story. I um, was watching the Eagles and the Giants game with my son, Gabe. I'm staying at a hotel where downstairs is this really popular sports bar. I had no idea. When I tell you popular, I mean really great-looking young people every night. Young guys, girls, in the Murray Hill section of New York City. Places packed, not just for football on an average night. I walk downstairs on a Monday or a Tuesday, get a salad or something, and the Knicks are on or St. John's is on. Places packed. But uh, the Giant game, it was really packed on Saturday night. So uh, Gabe and I go downstairs to, uh, to watch the game. And, in fact, if you're on my Instagram page, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney, I took a really cool video. And you saw just um, how populated the place was for this game. And I would say it was 98% Giant fans and about 2% Eagle fans. So the Eagles just kicked the crap out of the Giants. And that was an embarrassing effort. I don't want to hear, well, they... No one thought they would get that far. So what? When you get that far, at least show up. Daniel Jones looked scared to death. Brian Dable coached a lousy game. And they just got run over. I mean, you see the difference. The Giants won a playoff game in Minnesota. But the level of playing when you get to teams like Philadelphia, San Francisco, even Dallas. Doc Prescott was terrible last night. But even Dallas, Cincinnati, Kansas City. That is a level the Giants are nowhere near. They won 10 games this year if you include the win over Minnesota in the playoffs, but they're not a very good football team. They play hard. They played a lot of mistake-free football down the stretch, but they're not very good. When your best wide receiver is Richie James, you're going to be in in trouble against some of the better teams in the NFL. So at one point, the Eagles are up like 14-0, and there's this one little bastard who's like clapping and yelling in a barrio. So Gabe is like, dad, 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 dad. I go, Gabe, I can't help it. So I walk over to a table of about, uh, I don't know, 12 people, six guys and uh, six girls, all good looking, by the way, young, good looking, you know. And um, I go to the kid, I go, hey, listen, putt face, I understand you're an Eagle fan, and, and I'm not saying you can't root for your team, but not here. You just shut up. You just do me a favor. You, uh, like a golf clap, you know, take it easy. You're in New York. Let me try to guess how that went. So the guy's like, are you t- I said, yes, shut up. If you seriously did so, that. And, and Gabe is, so Gabe goes and tells Danielle, he's like, Daddy's going to get in a fight in the bar downstairs because he's yelling at a bunch of people. Well, he's, he, pre- he should get her prepared because yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. I have bar. no idea, but I didn't care. Yeah. Did it say uh, Putt's face on his jersey no. on the back? <laughs> but I, I really thought the kid was going to come back and, and get loud with me. He had five friends there and nothing. Not a word. He didn't say anything back? No, he didn't say anything back, but the next two Eagles touchdowns, he never even clapped. Oh, my God. I swear to God. So he must have thought this. But then (laughs) I'd say the next half hour I'm sitting there with Gabe, and I'm not exaggerating, guys. Not my thing. I'm going to tell you that about 20 people walk over to me, and and they go, no, they go, you're Sid, right? I'm like, yeah, I am, yeah, I am. Sorry, I, I uh, you know, no, 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 man, yeah, that's why I love you, listen every day. So I took about 15 to 20 pictures before halftime after I yelled at this little putz. But here's the best part of the story. So then it's like late third quarter, Giants are getting their asses kicked. I decide to go back upstairs to my room, 
And I noticed at that table sitting next to this guy was this young girl, blonde, very attractive. And she kept looking at me, and then I saw, like, people looking at their phones. At one point, I thought to myself, are they Googling me? I know that sounds really, really conceited. I I can't even tell you how ridiculous that sounds. Right, and that's exactly what they were doing. They were were all Googling me, the whole table, because they kept seeing people walk over and take pictures. They're like, who is this guy? So I'm about to go upstairs, and the girl sitting right next to the guy who I yelled at runs over to me, and she goes, you're that famous radio guy. And I said, you have no idea who I am. You're about 20 years old, young girl. Yeah, I'm that radio guy. I go, can you even tell me my name? She goes, you're Sid. I go, okay, I'm impressed. So she shows me her Instagram page. She has 148,000 followers. Hmm. Let me ask you something. (laughs) I'm the famous radio guy that's taking pictures. You literally ran across the bar to meet me. I've got 9,000 followers. You've got 148,000. Her name is Lily Sheen. So I go to her. I go, are you Charlie Sheen's daughter? She goes, no. But I happen to be Kate Beckinsale's daughter. Oh, my. I go, get And I looked at her. I go, oh, my God. You yeah. look exactly like her. your mother. Yeah, I see her. Lily Sheen. She goes, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm acting too right now. I go, so am I. <laughs> I go, um, I'm a huge fan of your mom's, and I'm sorry I yelled at your friend. She's like, ah, he's a putz anyway. Don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. So she ends up taking two or three pictures with me. And then I left. That was it. But this whole thing started with me yelling at this kid, scaring Gabriel half to death. The bar loved it, and it turns out she's sitting next to Kate Beckinsale's daughter. You're looking her up, Lily Sheen? Yeah, I see her. She 23 years old. Yeah. Pretty girl. Yeah, very. Kate Beckinsale's daughter, of course. Yeah, and I guess her father, whose name is Sheen, not Charlie Sheen, is a famous movie producer, director, I don't know. Then you know who he was. I had no idea who he was. Wow. Yeah. Pretty funny, right? Yeah. But you're in a popular area, big part of Manhattan. Yes, very popular, big part. But I'm the last person I thought I would see watching a Giants-Eagles playoff game in a hotel bar on a Saturday night would be Kate Beckinsale's daughter. I don't understand why they don't have a sign that says putz faces go the other way. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Look, I wish I could have had a, a view of that. Oh, it was Listen, great. Punch. It was great. Listen. I mean, I'm so, I, the, the first touchdown, I was getting crazy, but I didn't say a word. After that, I was like, okay, shut up. Do me a favor. Shut up. Anyway, uh, the Giants suck, and uh, they got blown out by the Eagles. And after Dak Prescott's really bad performance last night and a great job by the 49er defense and their tight end, Kittle, had a big game, too. Your NFC Championship game is all set from Philadelphia coming up on Saturday night. It is the early game, 3 o'clock actually, uh, Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon at 3, the Eagles will host San Francisco. Right now the Eagles are a two-and-a-half point favorite. And then in the nightcap, how about the Cincinnati Bengals? On and on about Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills and how great they are, DeMar Hamlin, blah, blah, blah. In the meantime, all Cincinnati does is win. Went to the Super Bowl last year. They've not beaten the Chiefs three consecutive times. And with all the talk about Mahomes and Josh Allen and Hurts and all these quarterbacks, I'm not sure that Joe Burrow is not the best quarterback in the NFL. He is just so cool. He's got two amazing wide receivers, two really good running backs, a bunch of fat white tight ends who make big plays all day long, an underrated defense, and Cincinnati goes to Kansas City. Again, they've beaten the Chiefs now three consecutive times. 
The Chiefs are just a one-point home underdog because their quarterback, Pat Mahomes, I think broke his ankle. I don't know how he played. He played against Jacksonville, but he was, he's a mess. He's a mess, and they are not going to beat Cincinnati, a team they've lost to three consecutive times, including in Kansas City last year, AFC Championship game. They are not going to beat Burrow and the Bengals with an injured Mahomes. So I love the Bengals in Kansas City on Sunday night. They don't even think he's – a lot of people are saying he's not going to play. Well, Chad Henney's not beating the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, they... Chad did a great job on that 98-yard touchdown drive. But either way, uh, those are your two big games. San Francisco at Philadelphia, 3 o'clock Sunday. Cincinnati in Kansas City, 6 o'clock on Sunday night. The road to Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix. And I'm going to start to bring on some uh, big-name guests and Radio Row that week in Arizona, I'll bring out a bunch of guests as well. Hopefully Terry Bradshaw, Joe Namath, all those guys. So if you're a football fan, I will be covering it. Don't bother complaining on Facebook. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody. Don't even bother complaining. If I want sports, don't even bother. That is part of this show. No, go to the putts face section. Right, the putts face section, yes. I Harry Mays just yeah. texted me. He said, I'm canceled. Well, I'm, I haven't canceled them yet, but I'm considering it. I just I don't want to talk about it. Some idiot from Philadelphia that's excited because the Giants lost. I mean, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? <laughs> Just, hey, look, buddy, hold it down. Just well, I don't, want to, talk, I, I, no. I, I don't want to talk about this uh, document thing. This is annoying the hell out of me already. Tell me, Joe Biden is such a lying fraud. This guy's got documents everywhere. Every day they find a different bunch of documents. He brought some home as a senator. He brought some home as a vice president. This guy is such a fraud. It's unbelievable. And he's got the, the balls to go on 60 Minutes and take out my friend Donald Trump? This miserable bastard? And Nancy Pelosi? Are you kidding me? Let me uh, go back to what Nancy Pelosi said back in August of 2022 after the Mar-a-Lago raid. She uh, talked about Donald Trump and how serious it was. Lewis, this is uh, Nancy Pelosi, cut number 10 Goes on to show you what a dunce she is. Cut number ten. If the uh, nature of this uh, of these documents is what appears to be, this is very serious. Okay. Well, if Donald Trump taking home the documents is very serious, what about Joe Biden? The DOJ found the fifth, the fifth set of documents at his mansion. Why does he have a mansion? By the way, why does Joe Biden, who's worked in politics his whole life, have a $9 million mansion? Well, you know the answer to that. So if Donald Trump, what he did was so serious, George Stephanopoulos, Channel 7 locally, ABC, this weekend, isn't what Joe Biden did serious, too? Mm, Not exactly. Nancy Pelosi, cut number 11. Do you think that... Classified documents showing up in Joe Biden's office, home, six years after he was vice president. Do you think that's also very serious? Well, it depends on the nature of the document. No, it doesn't. What I said, Duke's face. as you were listening, was no. if the nature of these yeah. documents Shut up. is what it right, appears right. When you said that about Trump. We don't know. Yeah, we know. We know. Okay, we know. She's a lying wench, Nancy Pelosi. A lying wench. Here's Andy McCarthy on Fox He does a better job. Nancy, take a listen to Andy. He'll explain to you what Biden did, every bit as serious as Donald Trump, if not worse. Cut number eight. 
He's not allowed to store them in an unauthorized place. Uh, he has a security clearance. He's allowed to have documents, but he can only examine them in a place that is authorized by law. And we know, as Mike laid out, that there's been multiple places yeah. that are unauthorized where these documents were found. That's a felony. And then we go on and on. I got to keep hearing how he's, he's cooperating. No, he's not. He's not cooperating. The DOJ just found more documents on Friday. Biden didn't tell him about them. They keep finding stuff. That's not cooperating. Here is um, one more from Andy McCarthy on Fox News saying um, he did not report these to anybody. Cut number nine. Well, there's obviously they are there. We have the documents. But what I'd like to react to, if I can, Martha, is this claim that, you know, this this assumption we're all making that Biden reported this. They keep saying they self-reported it as if they reported it to law enforcement. The Biden people did not report this to law enforcement. The Biden private counsel found the documents. They referred it to the Biden White House. The Biden White House, after uh, a day of hand-wringing, referred it to the National Archives, which is not law enforcement. Uh, There's no indication that they wanted or expected that law enforcement was going to get this immediately. It was the inspector general of the National Archives that reported this to the Justice Department. So it's not like they were like totally transparent. They found evidence of a crime and they said, we better get this to the FBI and the Justice Department. That's not what happened. And what a horrible story out of Monterey, California, about 30 minutes into the Lunar New Year. We're going to celebrate that, I believe, Thursday on this show. About 30 minutes in, some 72-year-old Asian man armed with a machine gun Walked into a couple of dance studios, did not open fire in the second one because they took the gun from him. But in the first one, he murdered 10 people, 10 more shot. And eventually it ended with authorities finding him and his white man the next day yesterday. And he shot himself. He killed himself. But my God, I I mean, I'd love to know why a 72-year-old Asian man went Asian hunting on the Lunar New Year and, and, and shot down, killed all those people on Saturday night. It is a brutal story. Hours-long standoff. He kills himself. At least 33 mass shootings since 2023. And the problem there is, unlike what Mike Barnacle is saying right now on MSNBC, it ain't the guns. It's the crazy. Trust me, folks. There's a lot of folks in this country who legally own a gun right now that are fine, law-abiding citizens. They're never going to take that gun to a Walmart to a dance studio and kill people. The issue is crazy, not the guns. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We got a great show for you coming up. Right now, I do have one of the great sports talk show hosts in the country, also very politically savvy, and that's my friend Harry Mays out of Philadelphia coming on at 640. We'll see. 705, he's here every Monday and Friday, always very entertaining. Curtis Sliwa. 7.40 every Monday morning. The editor of the National Review, my dear friend Rich Lowry, coming up at 8.40, former Governor George Pataki, and then coming up at 9.25, the daughter-in-law of the president, the brilliant and beautiful Lara Trump, coming up at 9.25 on this Monday morning show with me, Sid Rosenberg, and the Carpenters, right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Gone before. No need to talk it out. We know what it's all about. Hanging around, 
is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Twenty-six on your rainy Monday morning in New York City. I love Trump, I do, but sometimes he's so stupid. And his daughter-in-law is coming on today, Lara. But you know this, these, uh, this, uh, these two ladies who we love. Me and Bernie love these ladies. I am coming to you live this morning, as I say every day at some point from the Bernard McGurk Studios. And uh, Bernie and I love these two ladies, especially Bernie, and they were great, Diamond and Silk. They had their own show on Newsmax. There were two black Trump supporters. Very, very funny. So one of them died. You know, Diamond's dead. Died a couple of weeks ago. So Trump goes to um, to pay his respects. And what does he say? Rest in peace, Diamond Silk. Didn't know her. <laughs> I mean, he saw, didn't know her. They were a one-two punch. It, it was never like you saw Diamond by herself Didn't know or her. Silk by I mean, who's Diamond and Silk? Didn't know her. What's the matter with him? Seriously. Kanye West gets it. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> well, she, she must be a good person. She was friends with Diamond. I mean, why would you just say that? <laughs> just say, uh, you know, I'm sorry for uh, Silk and didn't know her. Like, why do you feel the need to say that? <laughs> And, and how do you not know her again? It's like the Captain and Tennille. You know, it's like Abbott and Costello. They were diamond and silk. Captain, he had one of those great, terrific hats. He looked really good. That's how I knew him. Uh, silk. Oh, Trump. Silk is a nice, uh, you know, a fabric that I've uh, worn a lot. It's really nice. Silk, will, diamond will miss you. What happened to this, uh, I don't know who this person is, this weather guy, I guess on Fox News. He was coming home. He was watching the Giant game, not with me and uh, Kate Beckinsale's daughter, but he was somewhere. And Putt's face. (laughs) And Putt's face. He was somewhere in the city, and he's on the subway coming home. It's late. It's early Sunday morning, I guess. And uh, these three idiots, these teens, are, like, picking on some old guy. So this weather guy, is his name Adam Klotz? Uh, Klotz. Klotz, okay. I think was his name. So in a very heroic move, this, um, this weather guy, Adam Klotz, jumps in. Which, you know, that's what New Yorkers need to do. When somebody's getting harassed or beaten up, you got to jump in. So I give this guy, Klotz, all the credit in the world for jumping in. But as Donald Trump once said about John McCain, he's not a hero because he got caught. (laughs) Does this guy, Klotz, lose some of his legendary uh, heroic status because he got his ass kicked? I mean, he got his ass kicked. If you're going to jump in... Like me, for example, when I started yelling at that kid at the bar that night, 
I was ready and prepared for war. Well, you have to be. Yeah, I was ready. Do that. Yeah, him and his Me. five friends were going to come over, and a lot of guys were going to get hurt. And if I got my ass kicked, then I deserved it. But this guy, did, does he? Does he still a hero? If he gets beat to beat to the ground like that, yeah, I guess he is. Yeah, yeah. of course yeah. he yeah. tried. He did try. I yes. doubt he'll do it Adam Klotz. But... How old was that? You know who this guy is? You ever see him on TV? I, I've never heard of yeah, him. Yeah, me either. I didn't. Yeah. But you know, like they, everybody always becomes so famous after like a story like this. Oh, Adam Klotz got beat up. I go, <laughs> Adam who? Danielle's like, you know who he is, the weather guy on. Uh, I go, Stormfield. <laughs> oh, I don't know who Adam Klotz is, but he's a hero. So. The sales of his jersey is going to go up. You see that Klotz, <laughs> right. 40, 41 Klotz. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> and yesterday they also had the um, the memorial service, I guess, at Graceland for Lisa Marie Presley. And fans and uh, stars and everybody gathered around there, I guess. I don't know. You know what stars actually showed up at this? I, I, no, I saw a brief headline. I don't. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I guess it's sad. You know, she was a young lady, and you never like to see innocent people die. She's a weirdo and, and all that, but who marries <laughs> Michael Jackson? I mean, God. Anyway, that's uh, those are some other stories. Oh, and Kathy Hochul actually does cook on a gas stove. She's trying to well, get rid of those. Kind of like John Kerry. He's out there telling you not to fly jets and blah, 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 and wherever he goes. Like, I think he's in Davos right now as we speak. How do you think he got there? Walked? Took the train? Rented a car? No, he took a jet. So he's the first to yell and scream about, you know, green, uh, the new Green Deal and jets. And he's taking private jets all over the world. And Kathy Hochul wants to ban gas stoves, and she cooks on gas stoves. So. I can tell you who was there now. Who I, was I guess, there? I could, was you know, Alanis Morissette performed. Oh, really? Yes. What did she sing? Uh, the only song I know that, she, that I like of hers is, isn't it ironic? It, yeah, and it certainly is in this case. Maybe she sang that. Yeah. Uh, you'll be, oh, my God. Musical. Axel Rose. Axel Rose? <laughs> Somebody, Guns and Roses? showed up for something. Alanis Morissette. And Jason Clark and the Tennessee Mass Choir. Yeah, no one knows who these people No, are. Yeah. yeah. Not exactly wow. a huge guest list. Wow. <laughs> That's a weird grouping. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> you know, look at this picture of uh, Kathy Hochul on page 7 of the Post. Critics inflamed by gas hypocrisy. Kathy acts the fuel. Funny. But in the picture, it looks like she's uh, she's baked a cake here in her kitchen. And she's wearing, she's such a goofy-looking chick anyway, she's wearing a Buffalo Bills sweatshirt and a Buffalo Bills hat. And I remember yesterday, I actually do remember thinking to myself, you know what's great about the Bills losing? Kathy Hochul likes them. It's, that's one thing. Yeah. It's Anything great. Kathy Hochul likes that doesn't go well, I'm okay with. Even this uh, poor bastard LaSalle, who deserved better, this judge who they didn't confirm last week. And I mean, I spoke, we'll speak to Governor Pataki about that later on this morning. But between doing uh, two shows last week, this show and Cats at Night, we must have had 10 conversations about it. Spoke to Governor Pataki. Again, he's on this show this morning. Governor Patterson. I really like Melissa DeRosa. In fact, she's going to come in on Wednesday, I think. And um, it's all the same thing. You know, the, the former governor's protector and defend her. And people like me and DeRosa, we kill her. But the bill's losing. I'm sorry, Ron and Santa. Somewhere in heaven, I'm, I'm <clears throat> sorry, Tim Russert. But a Kathy Hochul football loss 
Makes me happy. But you find yourself rooting for Cincinnati, right? Yes. A lot. It was weird. Yes. I think combined with the uh, DeMar Hamlin thing, too, you were tired That annoyed of me, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, like, I, even Mark Canizaro in the Post this morning writes, silver lining to Buffalo loss. There is no silver lining. They were the AFC favorite to get to the Super Bowl. Every year, they're the team to beat. In the meantime, Kansas City has gone to five straight title games. Cincinnati won in Kansas City last year. So maybe it's time to stop with the Chiefs and Bills and make it more about Cincinnati. And Kanazawa writes, yeah, but DeMar Hamlin was there or something. Okay, great. He's 24 years old. Right. You know, come on. What, what should have been a rooting for him, for a lot of us, was we're tired of it, and now I want Cincinnati to win, right. and I want the story to be yeah. over. <laughs> I to that's be what's over. weird about it. <laughs> I know. So you got kind of turned off it's by true. it. No, I definitely did. And then um, Hochul is up there, you know, the whole thing. So you're rooting for Cincinnati. Nauseating. <laughs> well, and I'm rooting for Cincinnati again on Sunday in Kansas City because oh, yes. I love Joe Burrow. Yep. So. Anyway, we are all set once again. The Eagles hosting the Niners, 3 o'clock on Sunday. The Chiefs hosting the Bengals, 6 p.m. on Sunday for the right to play in three weeks in Phoenix, Arizona, Super Bowl 57. Traffic is coming up next right now. Also, uh, my friend Harry Mays out of Philadelphia. Right now, it's time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to the Cats Roundtable with my dear friend John Katz and Matides, where common sense prevails. It's every Sunday morning starting at 8, always telling both sides of the story. Here, John talks with our good buddy, Governor David Patterson. And there's so many things happening in Albany, but maybe Governor Patterson can explain to us better. Governor Harold Hochul, I thought, bravely picked the person she thought was the best candidate, which was LaSalle, and they promptly announced that they weren't going to vote for her. And to make sure that she couldn't get out of committee, they added four members to the to the committee. Then when uh, she didn't get out, they said that they don't. it doesn't need to go to the Senate because it didn't get out of a committee, which I think violates the Constitution. After the dust clears, the media starts writing things like a Hochul's experiment to try to exert her control of the legislature. That's not an experiment. It was her constitutional duty. She had to pick a judge. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at gabolaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC.
Philadelphia Freedom, Elton John. So Vegas showing a little disrespect to the Philadelphia Eagles, the number one seed in the NFC, and they took apart the Giants. Couldn't have played any better. Jalen Hurts probably win the MVP, and yet they're only a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home on Sunday. For folks that don't follow this closely, you automatically get three points for being the home team. So Vegas is actually saying San Francisco is a half-point better than the Eagles. And I know San Francisco is playing great football and can't say enough about that rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy! And uh, those running backs, McCaffrey and Williams and Kittle, man, is he great. And that's a very good defense. But the Eagles, I'm sorry, that should be at least a four-point spread. They've been number one the whole year. And outside of the last couple of weeks, the hiccups, because of the injury to Hurts, he looked great on Saturday. So I think a little disrespect. I mean, I hate the Eagles anyway, so it doesn't really bother me, but that's my uh, contention there. My first guest this morning, it's a great show coming up, Curtis Sliwa, Rich Lowry, Governor Pataki, Lara Trump, all stopping by today. My first guest is a sports talk show host out of Philadelphia, but he's also very politically savvy and listens to us sitting friends in the morning for years here in New York. He's my friend Harry Mays. Harry, good uh, Monday morning. How are you, pal? I'm doing great, Sydney, but I gotta I gotta say something, man. Karen Carpenter, Lily Sheen, Kate Beckinsale, uh, is this the Lifetime Network? What what are we doing here? This is what I do, bro. This is nothing new. You listen all the time. This is what makes me great. The idea that you got to listen to ACDC and wear stupid Beavis and Butthead shirts doesn't work on this show, buddy. Um, listen, no, are, are they celebrating? Oh, it's great to have you too, my friend. Are they celebrating in? Philadelphia the last couple of days, uh, to me, it was kind of like business as usual. They were an eight-point favorite, yeah. and they beat the Giants twice during the regular season. So I don't think the Eagle fans at least really thought the Eagles would lose. Here in New York, we're like, oh, the Giants are playing. Uh, are they celebrating or business as usual? It's pretty much business as usual, and we're, we're down here you know, hoping that the Giants sign Daniel Jones for a 10-year contract. <laughs> Actually, uh, but no, he did look scared to death on Saturday night, scared to death. Yeah. He really did. It was, it was a big step up in class uh, for that giant team that had a nice year. You know, they go out and this just goes to show you how bad Minnesota is as far as a defense. I mean, you know, uh, there's there's a big uh, divide in the NFC and the AFC, for that matter, with the top two or three teams. And then there's everybody else. But uh, pretty much business as usual. And I heard you talking about the point spread. I actually like the Niners in the game. I think they're they're actually uh, on a better roll right now. Everybody seems to think that the clock is going to strike midnight on Brock Purdy, but uh, you know they got a great coach, uh, they got a great uh, running back, they got a great defensive front. I'm actually uh, very very concerned about the 49ers. No, I mean you should be. Again, they they've been the best team in the NFC since Purdy took over, but. Not by much, and I can make a very good argument that Miles Sanders is every bit as effective as anybody on San Francisco. The Eagles certainly have the better wide receiving core with Brown and Smith. Hurts had an MVP yeah. season. They both are very physical on defense, and this game is in Philadelphia. I mean, it's one thing for Purdy to beat the Cowboys in San Fran, to put this rookie on the road and win at that stadium where you people are really should be put in prison, every one of you. I think that's asking a bit much. I actually like the Eagles. I really do. You do? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, I'm surprised at the total so low at 45 and a half. I think both of these offenses, uh, you know, as you know, can really get it going. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, again, San Francisco won last night scoring 16 points, and they're going to play mm-hmm. very, very close to the vest 
it's going to be McCaffrey to the right, Williams to the left, and Kittle on third down. They're not going to score 24-30 against that Eagle team. They're going to play these games so they're in it in the fourth quarter with a rookie quarterback. I do think it's a, it's a low total, but I also think it's a low-scoring football game. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to do what I typically do and go the opposite of you. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, as my, my sponsor once said, Sid, you don't get a front seat at Gamblers Anonymous for picking them right. I tell you, Um, uh, the Eagles are one thing, but the uh, the Bengals, Harry, I mean, if I got to hear one more time about Kansas City and Buffalo, and Kansas City, yes, that's now five straight title games, and if Mahomes was healthy, I think I would like Kansas City, maybe, the Bengals beat him there last year, maybe, but with Mahomes banged up here, and may or may not even play, how do you bet against Joe Burrow? No, you don't. I'm, I'm right there with you in the front seat of the Joe Burrow Man Crush uh, fan club. I, I love this kid. He's just, he's just so cool. Nothing seems to phase him, and that Jamar Chase is uncoverable as a as a wide receiver. I mean, just you know, I, I'm so sick and tired of the Buffalo Bills too. I'm just so glad that they're out of the way. You know, forget about Kathy Hochul, but Jesus, I mean, McDermott, you know, probably should get fired. And if I got to hear uh, Tony Romo wax on about how Leslie Frazier deserves a head coaching job, <laughs> give me give me a break. Well, they, yeah, they did the same thing last night with uh, DeMarco Ryan with the 49ers. I mean, you know, you hate to say it, but anytime there's a black coach whose team has any success on the other side of the football, that becomes a narrative. And, and listen, well, that may be Ryan true, but it's annoying it. already. D'Amico deserves an opportunity. Yeah, but I, I, I don't want a head coach. I know, but just, it, 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 it's not that he deserves an opportunity. It's that he's a black guy, and these guys, that's all they care about. Show me a guy that should have a job. That doesn't mean D'Amico should be a coach. There's nothing about being a great defensive coordinator that says you're going to be a great coach, but all they care about is the black guy who deserves a chance. And that's, that's great, but after a while it becomes really annoying. I mean, ask Eric Bieniemy. This guy's gone on 100 different interviews and still doesn't have a coaching job because of the stupid Rooney rule. It's stupid. Yeah, well, you know, he, he's going to keep getting interviews because he stands next to Andy Reid on the sidelines. You know, <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I true. love the Bengals. I love the Bengals. Um, you know, I'm so glad that this game wasn't Buffalo and Kansas City because it would have been played in stupid Atlanta anyway. Right, right. Yep. No, this yeah. one is in Kansas City. So, again, we're all set. Philly hosting San Francisco. Kansas City hosting Cincinnati. This is the very talented Harry Mays out of Philadelphia. We'll take a short break, come back and get Harry's views on politics as well. He's a great sports guy and a politics guy. More with Philadelphia's own Harry Mays on Sitting Friends in the Morning with Elton John right after this. Yes, I do. Sitting Friends in the Morning, 77 WABC. Curtis Sliwa, Rich Lowry, Governor Pataki, Lara Trump, all stopping by today. Right now, MSNBC is kicking the living daylights out of Trump because, in very idiotic fashion, even I agree. He showed up at uh, Diamond Diamond and Silk's memorial service and said, for some reason, I don't know why, I didn't know Silk at all. And even if that was true, which it's not, it's, it's, it's a lie. But even if it was, why would you say that? So he, um, he did it again. I just, you know, 
I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, here is uh, Harry Mays back in Philadelphia. Harry, you're a big Trump guy like I am. Why, why does he do stupid stuff like that? I mean, it's just stupid. Of course you know. I wasn't. Of course he Of course he knows who she is. Oh, you're not a Trump guy. No, no. I mean, I you know, I just want a secure border. I want a vibrant economy. I want the police to be funded. I want to feel safe in my own community. And if that makes me a Trump guy, then I guess I am a Trump guy. But no, I mean, he, he's kind of lost it, Sydney. Ever since the whole Kanye thing, I think he's kind of losing it. He is hard to argue. Those stupid yeah. trading cards and the rip up the Constitution and now this. I mean, you're, yeah. you're how do you just just say, hey, I'm sorry for Silk and I didn't know her. Just I don't get it. But on a um, on a local political note, my uh, my dear friends John and Margot Katsimatidis were in Pennsylvania last week meeting with Governor Shapiro, and oh I boy. had I had Mastriani on this show, and boy, he took such a such a beating in that race that was as embarrassing as the Giants' effort on Saturday night, but. What about this uh, governor? Is there anything about him you like? I, I don't really know a whole lot about him, except that you know he was, uh, you know, he's been in politics for for quite a long time, and he's on he's on the opposite side of me. So uh, you know, I'm going to root for him because he is the the boss of our state. But I'm just like really dismayed at, as to how a guy like John Fetterman can actually win a seat uh, in the Senate. It's just unbelievable. It shows you how bad of a candidate uh, Dr. Oz ended up being because. Uh, I mean, how do you lose to that guy? That's what's really more concerning to me than the governor. Well, I'm not sure it's that Dr. Oz was such a bad candidate. And I'm not saying he was a great candidate. Just goes to show you how stupid the people of Philadelphia are, like my city, my state. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what it goes to show I mean, you look at what's going on in terms of uh, crime and violence, and you listen to us every day, Harry. You know, I, I'm trying sure. to be friendly with the mayor and trying to fix stuff here. You got the same thing in Philadelphia, basically the same thing. Oh, no doubt about it. We got a corrupt DA, you know, that was put in there uh, with George Soros's money, and uh, you know, a mayor, uh, you know, who just uh, who just turns turns the other way, doesn't care. The city has gone, you know, into the toilet, just like most of these great big cities uh, in this country. You look at what happened is happening out in California. It's on. Like I used to go to San Francisco every year to visit friends. I won't go there anymore. It's such a it's a sewer. And, uh, you know, that, that's what's happening to Philadelphia. It's, it's going to happen in New York again. It already is. Hey, uh, Phil, what were you telling me this morning that the four biggest cities, Phil, Macedonia, Phil, good morning. The four biggest cities in America now all have African-American mayors. Is that true? Yeah, for the first time ever. First time ever. New York, we've got Eric Adams. In uh, Los Angeles, I know Garcetti's gone. I don't know the name of the lady that's the mayor there now. Well, me neither. Yeah, and then you've got uh, Houston as a black mayor. And what is the other, the other city? that uh, Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Like yeah, Beetlejuice, yeah. So there you have it. And they all got together this week, and thank God they all yelled about uh, not defunding the police, led by Eric Adams. Good job, Mayor Adams. But oh, Karen Bass, that's right. Very good Lou Rafino out of Los Angeles. But uh, who's the other uh, mayor again in, uh, in Philadelphia? Harry? Uh, Kenny. Mayor Kenny. Oh, Kenny. That's right. Yeah. 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 Putz. He's like, yeah, he's an Irish guy. He just he's drunk all the time. <laughs> he probably is. Uh, a legend. Yeah. That's a legend, by the way, to Harry. What is actually more excited here in Philadelphia about uh, my Temple House? Did you see what they did yesterday? They took down they the number Houston. one team in the country. They yes, beat Houston on the road. That I see the nineteen and a half point underdog. I, I did see that. Yes, brought back uh, great yeah. memories of John Cheney and Bill Cosby. Love that guy. Not Cosby, but John Cheney. Well, Bill Cosby went to Penton, went to what temple, didn't he? 
I know. Yeah, he went there. Yeah, so as did I, but we don't recognize him anymore. And that was a big win, no doubt about it. Okay, so the Eagles taking on San Francisco at the link on Saturday, on Sunday, I should say. Are you going to be there, Harry? I will not. I, I choose to watch the game. I love watching the games in the comfort of my own house. Yeah. I don't like dealing with the traffic. You know, the, the the crowds. I'm not good in crowds, Sydney. Yeah, you're not good with that. I, no, but you know, I used no. to see you on Radio Row. You were very good. You were very, uh, very friendly guy. People like you, you and Eskin and that whole Pennsylvania crew. You were very good. Yeah, it's a changing of the guard down here in Philadelphia. No more Angelo Cataldi after the Eagles season ends. I mean, it's uh, what happened uh, to him? You know, well, he's, he's re- retiring. He sucks anyway. God, get a legendary him. career. Yeah, he though. sucks. I mean, what he sucks. You know what the thing about the thing about the Philadelphia guys is they're good enough to be there and not good enough to be in New York. That's the bottom line. Uh, that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair point. And who's the fair other guy point. that uh, that liberal pussy that's on? Uh, is that Missing Ellie or something? He's no longer on. He uh, he, re- he he he's retired too. He does a podcast. He sucked too, by the way. But you're great, and I'm glad you hopped on this morning. I'm. I'm happy for you, I guess, that the, your team won and wish you the best of luck coming up on a Sunday against San Francisco and do it again very, very soon, Harry. You were great. Thank you so much. Should be a great game, uh, Sydney. Enjoy it. I agree. Uh, it should be a great game. Philadelphia-San Francisco coming up 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. And then, um, of course, in the nightcap at about 6.30, the Chiefs will host the Bengals. Very, very good hour number one. On this Monday morning, back on Sid and Friends. Big hour number two about to come your way, which includes Curtis Sliwa. He's here every Monday and Friday. Bill O'Reilly's morning message. And Rich Lowry, a very exciting 7 a.m. hour with me, Sid Rosenberg, about to come your way. Is Sid and friends in the morning from my friends. Seventy-seven WABC. So they got this Adam Klotz on Fox and Friends right now, the weatherman who, in very heroic fashion, very Curtis Lewa-like, by the way, jumped in to help some person on a subway and. The teens took exception to that and beat the living daylights out of him. And he's sitting on the set of Fox and Friends right now. Both of his eyes are bloodied and bruised and talking to my friend Brian Kilmeade and Ainsley and Steve Ducey. And um, cleaned up nicely, wearing a nice suit jacket, button-down shirt, hair done well, but clearly got beaten up pretty badly. And he is speaking about it right now. A man that knows all about beatings on a subway, beatings at Penn Station, Beatings all over New York City. A man that's dedicated his life to protecting New Yorkers like Adam Klotz for over 40 years. Same guy that hosts afternoons 12-15 to 1 here on ABC. And all weekend long, the great Curtis Sliwa. How are you, uh, Curtis? Klotz got clocked. Now, where were you and uh, your, your boys and girls yesterday to, the, to help this uh, poor bastard? He got his ass kicked. Well, that was one thirty in the morning. Uh, Sunday morning, remember, after uh, what I predicted, 
the disastrous destruction yeah. of my beloved New York Giants at the hands of the Philadelphia Eagles at Link Park. And who was there instead of being here? Your mayor, Eric Adams, swagger mayor with no plan, giving up the Philadelphia vegan yeah. cheesesteak and be vegan cheesecake. He, he, he should be there. He was there. So was uh, my dear friends Frank and Anthony Carone. They were with him. Oh. Eli Manning. Oh, yeah, all these great New York good. people I, should I, be I there. I saw him. I saw him there on the yeah. sidelines. What did he think? He was the coach? He would say, oh, yeah, we're going to win. And then it's on to Phoenix, the Super Bowl. This guy is a hex. He yeah. was a hex on your New York Mets. Oh, remember? Stop. He said stop. they were going to go to the World Series. He was a hex on the Yankees. You, you, you he said they funny? were going to go to the World you, you Series. You know what's funny? You, I get these people on social media, and they listen to you. Because they love you. I love you, too. And they'll, they'll, like, repeat, oh, here's a picture of Eric Adams at the Giant game, and they call him the swagger man, all your stuff, you know. And they go, he's bad luck. That's why the Giants lost. Well, it's true. Uh, no, they, no, they lost because the Eagles are ten times better. Oh, I see. Eric but, Adams had nothing to wait, do wait, wait, with the wait, Giant wait, excuse loss. Excuse me. I would <laughs> never have known that from your many guests on Friday. Yastrzemski, was he was he related to Carl Yastrzemski? <laughs> no. Joe spelled differently. Bingo brain. Oh, the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Jones. Oh, oh Shokan Barkley. Oh, come on. Well, what people, are you talking about? People did get excited here. Uh, I, uh, your young Huckleberry. I know. Here. I tried to explain. That Minnesota is not Philadelphia, but the swagger man and Eric Adams. It's like okay, I on, get. What was he it. doing it, in it, Philly? It, he should be what there. It's a playoff game. It's, he should be there. He's he's a mayor of New it's York. It's the New Jersey Giants. Oh, no, the listen, Giants listen, are listen. not here. Rudy, in New York. Rudy went to all these things, and I'm sure you never yeah, complained. They won. They, won. Uh, they didn't win all the time. Oh, wait, the and I'm sure you never won complained cup after how many years? They won. Yankees once. Oh come on, once. Would you? they win every year? Would you? And nobody loves Rudy more than me. Would you give cred where cred is due? No, no, no. If you're gonna blast Eric. Adams from being somewhere. You got to blast Rudy Giuliani, win or lose. Excuse me. Who is a true sports fan? Rudy Giuliani or Eric Adams? Not even close, Rudy. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank but the you. mayor should be at that game, and he was there, and all these idiot listeners now with their swagger man, swagger man, because they love you, you know, and they listen to you, even though sometimes you're just completely out of your mind. And I got to deal with that nonsense on my social media. So today, when you yell and scream for 45 minutes at Eric Adams, course the Giants a game against the Eagles, There's no doubt all your it. minions, these morons, are going to say the same thing on social and media. And by the way, so. who the hell shows up, and of all places, <laughs> Philadelphia, with a vegan cheese steak sandwich? There's no steak. It's just cheese. Do you know that uh, Frank and Anthony Carone represent Saquon Barkley? The Giants running back. Did you know that? I know who else they represent. Hakeem Jeffries will be on this show this week. I know who else they represent. You're oh. failing to mention it where you had gone for a dinner recently <laughs> with Eric Adams, the Petrosians, convicted felons that Eric Adams hangs out with on the 90 store towers of Trump across the street from the United Nations. <laughs> Why is he sleeping there in that shack instead of being a great sea mansion? Come on. Come on, man, 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 mention it. You're a metro How about like the great is. job that the mayor did when he was with all the rest of these mayors at the mayor's conference? Oh. And he called out, he actually called <laughs> out, let's talk about this, Curtis, called out all the politicians that want to defund uh, the police. Me, well, How about well, giving well, our mayor a little bit of credit? Let me take my headphones off. Yeah. Alvin Bragg. As he called wait, 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 out wait, wait, Alvin Bragg. Did, did you he, mentioned Klaus. Wait, of course he called wait, that Alvin Bragg. Of no, course he, he Never yes, he by has. name. Never by name. Oh, by stop. the way, Alvin Clocks got clocked, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what happened to all five of those teenage thugs? They got released oh, to know. their parents. Well, that's not Adam's fault. 
He, who, he, he went yeah. to Albany and tried to fix the bail reform. Have it, you, it's not his fault that Andrea Stewart, Cousins, and Heastie and Hochul are enemies of the state. Have you ever heard Eric Adams no. name and shame Alvin Bragg? No. Why not? But he didn't hire her. No, not his problem. No, no. You but, know why he's not naming and shaming him? Why is that? He's a Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg. I know. Yeah. Who's investigating City Hall from time to time. No, saw, stop, who who stop, snatched stop. up Eric Ulrich, <laughs> who was the buildings commissioner, right outside of his house in the Rockways, <laughs> took his phone, sweated <laughs> it down. And yeah. now that's why Eric Ulrich is a confidential that, that informer is, is Kathy, for Alvin Bragg. That is Kathy Hochul's job, too. And not only call out, but fire. And by the Alvin way, Bragg. all this whining, $2 billion, he's got all the friends, right? He's yeah. got Joe Biden, right, who's still looking for all those confidential papers <laughs> and those very, very important papers. They still keep pulling it out of his tuchus. Six more <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> Which way did they go? I have no idea how they're here. He knows Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. He's responsible for her being reelected. She won't whoa, even whoa, take... Whoa. Who's responsible for her being reelected? Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. No, who's responsible for her being reelected? Eric Adams. Eric Adams was, I mean, are, are you are you back w- on the was he campaigning with her? No, he was not campaigning with her. He endorsed her for about fifteen seconds. You think she won because of a fifteen second endorsement from Mayor Eric Adams? Absolutely. Are you he was, again? he was considered the law and order mayor, oh, and he man, was saying, "Kathy Crimeway, she's going to bring law and order <laughs> right. to the state." Right. She won't even take five hundred illegals, right? I agree. She won't give them two she, cents. She's the problem. Not Joe him. Biden won't give them any money. Right? The schmuck, the putz, Schumer's sitting at Junior's there with <laughs> yeah. Hakeem Jeffries. They won't even give him a nickel. Not one penny. Why Which he's that? complaining Wait about. A second. And he's actually called out the federal government. You heard him say that more than so once So he's got no week. juice with any of these people. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm saying that's true because you know why? Because he's really a Republican and he wants to fix the city and these Democrats have no desire to do it. So they look at him as an outsider even though he goes by a quote-unquote Democrat. He's a Republican. That's he is. He agrees so the with next almost time, everything we okay, agree with. So the next time yes. you have him on the air, when he, yeah. in fact, was a Republican. Still is. And endorsed Rudy Giuliani <laughs> right? against David Dinkins. Yeah. Why don't you ask him why he did that? Ah, that's an old story. Oh, he no, likes Rudy. Not a, We're all with, oh, with David. Yeah. David Dinkins is dead. We're over that nonsense already. By the way, already. he was supposed to yeah. come over to the watch party with uh, Rudy Giuliani <laughs> well, and Andrew Giuliani. Well, we, we couldn't make it because Andrew Giuliani, thank you, got food poisoning oh, and never showed I see, up. I see. Yes. I see. Him, his beautiful wife, Z, never showed up at Rudy. House on Saturday well, that's night. Because he so was that eating, that's up. because he was eating vegan cheesesteak <laughs> sandwiches, courtesy of Eric Adams. What the hell was that? And by the way, all these illegal aliens coming in, now he's got another harebrained scheme. No, it's not a harebrained. It's a brilliant idea. Oh, put him over at the cruise line yeah. terminal in Red Hook. Put, put him on a damn boat and get him out of here. A thousand single able-bodied men. Uh, I love it. Where did love we it. hear that before? It was Orchard Beach in the parking lot. Even AOC <laughs> said, don't do it there. There's a drainage problem. Hey, I'm an engineer. They took it down. Then he put it in Randall's Island, right? The local official said, you know, there's a drainage problem here. Yeah. Now the officials are saying, Eric, there's a drainage problem there in Red Hook, and they're big wharf rats. Go back to uh, the mayor's conference when it was Mayor Eric Adams who talked about his, he's very upset with other folks and politics who want to defund the police. I want to keep going back to that because clearly you keep skipping over that to talk about some oh, okay. ridiculous okay. migrant story. So let's look at the, the yeah. new budget. He's <laughs> taking money out of the police budget. They took a billion dollars out of the police budget. His friend, remember, the one he gave the B-plus to, Bill de Blasio, comrade Bill de Blasio, oh, no, the part-time mayor that built second, from Park Slope. How's that relationship right now, Adams and de Blasio? Oh, because he needs somebody to blame, no, right? No, no, he spent the last two weeks kicking the crap out of Bill de Blasio. And 
the way, ass. what is he doing now? I need a czar, a czar to deal with illegal aliens. No. He needed a czar take for that the, job. Wait a second. <laughs> I offered to be the rat czar, and he told me, F you at, in the end of it. What about this? He wait, needs wait, a you, czar you to You got deal fired with... from that position? I got fired before I even started. Wait, no, no, but you were on the block. You spoke to the neighbors. You, I cleaned you up. You had feral cats. I cleaned up his damn yard there. And, and he fired you? He fired me. He told me, F you. Don't come on my property. Well, I don't want you anymore. Please don't think and this the wrong way. take your cats home with you. The, take your cats good. home to you and Nancy. This is the greatest story I've ever heard. And don't be uh, angry with me, but I'm so happy he fired you. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, why, why are you happy? I'm just happy. So I couldn't hang out with you, swag no, man with no plans? because it, you were embarrassing the mayor. And even though it's shtick and it's funny, it makes for great radio. You get radio more than anybody I know. Me and you right there, neck and neck. You were embarrassing the mayor. It was enough. I'm glad he fired you. And I know I almost see. fired you from this show, no, by the way, twice. Hold on, that, twice. That's true. According to your crew here, Lou yeah. and Macedonia, Phil and Justin yeah. and Ellick, yeah. they wanted me out on the street, right, <laughs> giving out copies of your book. Uh, who is the only one to promote your book? You. Right. Who is the only one to go out there and demand that people steal your book if they didn't have enough money for it? You. Who is the only one who's been promoting your movie over and over and over saying, a star is born? Who's the only one to stand in the middle of 3rd Avenue with oncoming traffic holding a sign basically calling me a rat? That's right. And saying, <laughs> you know, I almost got killed at the Gemini Lounge by the guys who actually I grew up with and taught stickball, the Gemini Twins, Anthony Centaur, Joey Testa, Patty Testa. And here it is. You don't give me any play on that whatsoever. No, I do. I wish you were actually in the movie. No, no, I, you, I feel you, badly. You invited the mayor to the uh, the coming out that, party. That is, that there, was, yeah, there was some truth to that, yes. By the way, who is coming out in that movie? Who is actually coming out of the closet? Who is starring in that movie? Come on, be honest with us, Sid. Who? Who are you looking I'm at? I'm sure they were grabbing your cheeks in no, between no. scenes. Let me tell you, I, I, there were some big-time actors there. Lucy Hale, for example, Curtis, 25 million followers on Instagram. Emile Hirsch, big-time actor, millions of followers. Bo Deedle. Uh, obviously, Danny A. This is a very big deal. Now, unfortunately, because the screening is only 80 people, it's only family. So it's only me, Danielle, and Gabe. But the red carpet premiere, you, you, you'll be there for you that. Said, yes. Wait a second. You said family. Is, yeah. that, uh, is that the Gambino crime family, <laughs> the Banano crime family, yeah. Colombo, yeah. Lucchese, yeah. Genovese? That's why they don't want me there. I'm the one who knew all these Gavones. I you should did. be there. You did. It's funny. You're the one who said to me first, I didn't even know this. I hadn't shot the movie yet. I wasn't in Los Angeles yet, and you talked about this character, Chris Rosenberg. Yes, yes. You're like, there was a I Jew. I said, you should have been the Jew. Yeah, but it wasn't me, the guy that played him. Well, let's be honest. You never wanted to be a no, Jew. No, I don't want to you be wanted a Jew to be anyway. an Italian stallion. Right. But the guy that played the Jew is Italian, Bobby Cannavale, great actor. His son, Jake, actually played the Jew, Chris Rosenberg. Well, you know, actually, I could tolerate them. They're one of the few who didn't want to kill me. <laughs> they didn't even want to play acting, kill me. All those guys wanted to kill me, and you won't even invite me there. No, you're invited, you're invited to the red carpet premiere, Ask any of these Gabones here, how many books did they sell for you? Zero. Exactly. Right. And how many times were they asked by people, could you get me one of Sid's books? And they said, I'll give you a matchbook, I'll give you a comic book, I won't give you Sid's book. Many times. I was out there promoting it, and page 29, I said to everybody. 27. Oh, 27. Yeah. I said, if you can't afford it, rip that page out of the book, because there, Sid tells everyone, the whole world, if not for Curtis Sliwa, I'd still be... Be in Miami there waiting for well, the 4 o'clock yeah, well, Bluebird special. That's an exaggeration. I did say that you certainly helped me 
along with people like Chad Lopez, Joe Vitale, Pete Morgan, no, no, no. Bernard McGurk. Who, who barged in with Chad Lopez, had the contract on his table, Mike Lupica, Mike Lupica, friend of Don Imus. Yeah, that was you. And I said, don't <laughs> sign that. If you sign that, you'll be signing us into hell. You yeah. must bring Sid Rosenberg up from Florida. Grab him out of the bowels <laughs> of that AARP hell for him and bring him back and put him next to Bernard McGurk. Who said that, that time that, and time that again? Was, that was you. I went to the mat for yes, you. Yes, you did. And now look at you, right? What? You hang with the mayor. I'm warning you. Do, I'm doing you a solid. Don't okay. get into a hot tub. <laughs> Don't get into a hot tub with Mayor, yeah. mayor Eric Adams. Swagger man with no plan. You're too metrosexuals. It might actually happen. The chemistry might take you place. At that one moment, please, don't do that, Sid. Don't get in the hot tub. <laughs> I can't wait to take a picture of me and Eric Adams in a hot tub somewhere. Oh, you'll love wait. it. And uh, please, please, don't go coochie-coochie in the hot tub. You'll break my heart, Sid. You'll break my heart. And Danielle, think of Danielle. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I did get a text uh, late yesterday afternoon from Frank Carone. Asking about dinner with, he's got a beautiful wife too, by the way. Him, his beautiful wife, me, and my beautiful wife, the four of us. So I think we're going to do it. And um, I would imagine that a lot of the dinner conversation will be about, oh, I don't know, you. Well, let me <laughs> ask you a question. When Frank Corona is sentenced to Otisville, the camp upstate New York. What are you York, talking about? He's my friend. Don't talk about him like that. What are you that? talking about? What I've known nuts? these guys for years what in are Canarsie. you crazy? Come on. Otisville, are you nuts? Would you be visiting him in Otisville? Would you be helping him with his commissary there? Yes. You know, so he doesn't be a Maytag. <laughs> Come on, Sid, you know it's about. That's why he left the Eric Adams administration. No, he's got a better oh, job. investigations are hanging over his head. And by the way, isn't he a metrosexual, too, along with his brother, Andy? Oh, Andy's a good-looking guy, isn't he? Oh, he's a cute kid. But he's got a hot tub over at his house in the Rockways, right? What's wrong with you guys? Don't you like women? You have wives. Stick with women. Don't start messing around, even though you can be one of 72 different gender identifications for men of various sexuality. You know, one time I sent Curtis a text in my accent. I sent a heart emoji. He was, like, so offended. It was unbelievable. Exactly. I don't go that way. Well, what that says to me is you are are so so uncomfortable with your sexuality. You are clearly a latent homosexual. Clearly. Do not try to lure me into the hot tub, Sid Rosenberg. I'm not going there. Great job, as always. 12.15 to 1 every weekday afternoon, all weekend long, and, of course, twice a week. He's so good. He's on twice a week on Sid and Friends every Monday and Friday. The very entertaining and brilliant Curtis Sleeva. Still to come this hour, Bill O'Reilly's morning message. Rich Lowry, and don't forget, coming up at 925, Lara Trump, only right here with me, Sid, on WABC. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Monday, I had the urchins uh, back home. They're both in college uh, for the Christmas break. And uh, my son, who's a good-looking guy, uh, decided not to shave. And after four days, he looked like a werewolf. I thought Lon Chaney Jr. was uh, having dinner with us. So I started to make fun of him. And I said, well, you know, what is this uh, presentation that you're giving to the world. And you go, ah, oh, I'm on vacation. I'm, you know, the usual what kids do. So I had a, a little chat with him and I said, you know, you're right. It's not a big deal. It is vacation. But when you go out in public, 
People judge you by your appearance. It's wrong, but it has been that way since Cro-Magnon Man days. You are judged by your appearance, which is why everybody's going to the gym. They want to look good. Now, why is that important? Because in life, you have to negotiate yourself through everything, whether it's buying a sandwich at the deli, whether it's trying to get a job, whether it's trying to convince somebody to do the right thing, whatever it may be, okay? The way you present yourself means success or failure in everything. And if you look good, particularly in America, okay, if you are sharp, you dress well, you're groomed, you're going to win more than those who don't. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Counting Crows, murder of one. Been a great show already. Harry Mays was terrific. So was Curtis Sliwa. Still to come this hour. Every Monday morning, editor of the National Review, Rich Lowry. He'll be here in about 10 minutes. Then we'll talk to uh, Governor George Pataki coming up at 8.40. And uh, Lara Trump, the big one, coming up at 9.25. I'm sick of the hotel stuff already. I got to tell you, I'm tired of it. Miss my house. I think I've said that about 100 times. The last couple of weeks, but my neighbors, hope they're listening. Billy and Jackie Felton, Joe and Maria, little Maria Ferrante, Joe Murray, even the guys in, uh, you know, Breezy, Mike Sullivan, and all those guys. I miss my local restaurants, La Sorrentino's and Rocco's and the Chef's Table and Pico and all of them. And, uh, you know, I'm living in the city. I got to talk to Mike Butler they got to figure out a way to get me some type of per diem. It is costing me a fortune. I'm broke for food. I mean, it's great the insurance covers the hotel and the apartment for the next five months, but you can't eat out in the city. Every night? You can't sure. do it. It's what, every night? We got that breakfast, lunch, and dinner. There's no kitchen in my hotel room. Strange. L- breakfast for me, Danielle and Gabe, is about 80. You go for lunch, that's a buck and a half. You go for dinner to the crappiest of places, that's 200 bucks. That's 500 bucks a day on food. 
Who has that? I don't have that. So Mike Butler, you need to uh, help me out with that. But on a serious note, I, you know, I go downstairs. Like I have a chair in my living room in Rockaway, and it's in my living room, but it faces my kitchen dining area where I've got a flat screen TV. Every morning I go downstairs, I have my cup of coffee, and then I'll watch football and stuff all day long. And I love that chair. I've got a finished basement with a flat screen TV. I've got a TV in my bedroom, but I love that sitting area in my living room, and I love that chair, and I miss it. So there's a little part of the hotel lobby, which is like fancy chairs, a small library, and it's very, very quiet. And so I spent the last two mornings sitting there, but of course, it only takes a couple of minutes before somebody walks in and goes, oh my God, you're Sid Rosenberg. Sid Rosenberg, who are you? My son can't believe it. So we always kid each other. I'm like, am I famous yet, Gabe? He's like, no. At best, you're well-known. But I think at this point, he's coming to the realization I am famous. You're going to have to walk out onto the Grammy know. stage, probably. <laughs> yeah, just, that's next. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Harry Styles. <laughs> one of the very, yeah, here he is. Harry Styles. So I'm just sitting there having my coffee the last couple of days, and people, they're very nice. I'm not, I'm not complaining. They're very nice. I love that stuff. But um, I miss the quiet, and I miss the... You know, the intimacy of my own house. Every time I go downstairs, there's people in the lobby, sports bar, everywhere. And then you walk outside, and like in front of my house, I've got plants and grass and neighbors of beautiful homes. And here I walk outside, and here's Wolfgang Puck's restaurant with a puddle of urine and duty on the street. And all the reasons why I left New York City. Man, they are coming back, and the convenience, you can't beat it. I get to work now, two stops on the six train, two. I'm here in 10 minutes. Poor Levi's not making any money. <laughs> Poor bastard, he's out about 500 bucks a week. But um, the convenience is great. The gym is right there. In fact, yesterday, my son Gabe plays a lot of basketball these days, and there's a really nice, I mean a really nice YMCA, which I work out in Rockaway, on a 14th Street by Union Square. Very, very nice. Big pool, gorgeous basketball courts. So you may notice I've got a cut on my nose because old dad out there, almost 56 years old, took Gabe to the courts yesterday before the football games and ended up playing two-on-twos for about two hours. And we were great. And it was beautiful playing basketball with my little boy who, once again, the doctor said would never be able to do it. F you, Doc. And uh, some some kid hit me in the face with an elbow. Wanted to kill him, but he was like eight years old. So, yeah, that probably yeah. wouldn't have gone well. In no, the press. no, you, know. you can't. It's legally, you can't. So that was nice. And there were things about the city that I certainly still love, but there's no way in a million years anyone could convince me that living in the city is better than living in your own home. And people who live in the city have make a lot of money, a lot. You can't live here without making a good living. I don't understand. I mean, listen, if you have a house in the Hamptons or someplace else, I kind of get it because you like the convenience. Well, that's how they do it. Yeah, but I got friends who don't have homes every place else. They they actually like living in the city. Who likes that? Well, they like the convenience. That's the only reason. That's That's it. it. That's it. That's it. They get in a cab and they they get to their job and that's it. So they they don't like the... Singular, like go out in a house, be alone, be away from people. Why not? I don't know. It's, it's not me. The you, know what, you know, you, you know what I haven't seen in the six months when I lived in Rockway before this disaster? A homeless person walking on my block. Now, I saw one on 116th Street and 129th, but not one walking on my block. Not one. 
Who misses that? I, you, you got me. I don't understand. I don't think they move in here for that. I mean, it does add to the entertainment on a daily basis, but I don't think they move in there. See, it's all convenience is what it is. You could get anywhere uh, in a it's, short it's, it's, But it's time. so convenient, it's annoying. You have everything nearby. You have too many Starbucks. I, mean, if I, I know. See, it if is. I see one more Starbucks, I'm going to punch somebody across the face. <laughs> My God. Every block has a Starbucks in this city. Why? Every time I look for food, I, I get overwhelmed. I don't do yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's too much. It's, it's, it's you know, too you know there's options. a block by my hotel. There's four different coffee shops on one block. Four. You got this uh, Gregor's Coffee. It's actually pretty good. You got like three Starbucks, you got a Dunkin' Donuts, and you got some other like 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 a private place, a slate or something. I don't even know. Five coffee shops on one block. Five. How much coffee could you drink? It's, it's what people are looking for. They don't want to go far. They want to know that something's open any time of the day. Like oh, three please. in the morning. So overrated, my to, God. I, <laughs> I've been telling you that. <gasps> New York City, it's oh. overrated. The yeah. greatest city in the world. It's not. No. It's not even close. Nope, it's not. I want to go home. I want to go no, home. It smells Let's like pee-pee outside. Let's move. It smells like pee-pee and duty. Let's move. Duty, pee-pee and duty. duty. I got to go home. Duty. I think it's right outside the control room. I saw duty. You know, they're starting to actually fix the house tomorrow. My buddy Rich Cliff, the uh, great construction guy, tomorrow they start fixing the house. You know, put up the sheetrock and the drywall and all that stuff because all the walls are... St- and and, and, and Thursday they start ripping up all my floors. What's your time frame? Do they say... Oh, Five months. Oh. So I've got another two weeks or so up in this hotel room and they're going to move us into a three-bedroom apartment. Somewhere between Battery Park and Midtown for like four months. Three bedrooms, that's good because if Ava comes home, but plenty of room. I got no room. I'm in one hotel room with Danielle. Our clothing alone because she works in a law firm. She dresses nicely every day. To Bill O'Reilly's point, I dress nicely every day. And there's one little closet. By the time, you know, they, they put the, uh, the ironing board in there and like six hangers, there's no room. That's it. Six we got hangers, stuff everywhere. It. What a disaster. Just, Traffic and uh, just think in June you're gonna have the party of a lifetime. Oh, I know that the summer's gonna be great. Yes, let's let's think of a title for that party. Right oh, now. it's let's gonna be it. wild. You're gonna be there. I'm you, I'm gonna be there before you. Move I know. Back in, I'm gonna be squatting in it. I actually <laughs> miss driving by your apartment and giving you the finger when I leave the gym every single night. Louis. Well, I'll imagine <laughs> yeah. that happening any day. It's fun. Yeah. Entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning, 77 WABC. Can you give us a sense of how many classified documents we are now talking about total across all three locations? Sure, it's a good question. And, and actually, the answer to it is a little bit complicated because of this point that I'm making about the integrity of an ongoing Justice Department investigation. The Justice Department is going to be looking at all sorts of questions like that throughout their investigation. We want to be very, very careful to be respectful of the integrity of that investigation, to not speak too much about the underlying contents and materials. Uh, especially things that we may not know all the answers to. This little putz, Ian Sams on MSNBC, Biden's spokesperson. These uh, documents keep popping up <laughs> they're, they're everywhere. Oh my God. Nancy Pelosi's like, well, you know, what Trump did was really serious. I'm not sure yet about Biden. Well, what's the difference? Truth is, there is no difference. Anyway, at uh, 7.45 on this Monday morning, we put this time aside every week. This is a great guest. He's the editor of the National Review, Politico, NBC, does it all, column syndicator, often, in fact, here, the New York Post. And that is uh, my good buddy, Rich Lowry, who, by the way, uh, last week, Judge Napolitano, who's on the show every Thursday, was boasting about a column he wrote that recently was in the Nat Review. Do you know that? I missed that. You missed that. And how about how about I ho- how about I co-hosted 
Cats at Night on Friday with John Katz and Matides and our first guest that day. You ready for this? Who? Your dear friend, John Bolton. Oh. <laughs> Did he convince you to bomb, bomb any countries? <laughs> no, but he, he was trying to convince me that uh, the giving money to Ukraine is a good idea, which is a stupid idea, no matter what he says. A stupid guy, enough of that. But we're not going to start there. We're going to start with Ian Sams and all these documents that continue to pop up. And you know how it works. Donald Trump's people go, <laughs> how could Biden talk badly about Trump? And, and uh, Biden's people go, well, it's not the same thing. We're not sure it's nearly as, as bad. But what's the difference? Explain it to me, please. Well, I mean, I hope they've checked the couch cushions. I mean, this guy was squirreling these things away everywhere. <laughs> in his garage, in his multiple places, in his house. And by the way, he, he took him home, not only as vice president, but how do you explain taking home classified documents as a senator. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was talking to, to, to John Bolton, speaking of John Bolton, about this because he's handled a lot of classified material in his day. And he just says it's in a locked file, and then you take it out, and you put it back in the locked file. That's it. <laughs> you know, it's not that hard. Hi. Someone, I think Joe Manchin was on uh, Meet the Press yesterday, and he says you go into the SCIF, you know, this protected facility where you can look at classified documents, and, and then, then you leave them there, right? And someone Hi. asked, are you clean before you, you leave? And you make sure you're leaving them there. So this is a, a shocking mishandling of, of these materials. The, the thing that Biden has, the argument they can legitimately make against Trump is Trump was involved in this long, you know, legal fight over keeping the stuff, whereas Biden gave it up. But, but the idea that they were transparent is ridiculous. Because when they first find it before the election, they don't tell the Justice Department, even though having the classified materials where they had them, it's a crime. It's, it's illegal. It should be reported immediately to the authorities. Instead, they, repeat, they report it to the National Archives right. in the hope the archives will say, oh, oh, thank you very much. We'll file it away. And no one will hear about it. That's the very opposite of transparency, and the, the reason why we know about it, or at least one reason, is the inspector general at the National Archives said, no, actually, we're going to tell the Justice Department about this. So, and, and then, of course, there have been multiple disclosures. They, they, they knew about the, the second batch before they told us about it. So they, they've obviously been trying to hide the ball. And if this were you know, your, your random uh, defense contractor, he or she would be in a massive amount of trouble. But uh, the way this works, if, if you're famous and powerful, you get a pass. Agreed. Andy McCarthy made these same points on Fox News that you made just now yesterday. You're exactly right. Uh, and, of course, he's not going to be indicted as the sitting president. My issue is very simple. I want him to go through the same scrutiny and the same beating as Donald Trump took. That's it. I don't expect either one of these guys to go to prison, to not be able to run for president on these on this matter specifically. But he should be going through the same thing as Donald Trump has been going through for the longest time. Do you think Merrick Garland, for example, is doing a, a serious job here with Biden as he did when he spoke to the nation about Trump, like, like Trump just shot 50 people? Yeah, I mean, clearly his hand was forced on Biden in a way it wasn't on Trump. But I think that the press coverage has been sure it's not thermonuclear, the, the level it was with Trump, the way it would be if Biden were a Republican. But it's still been pretty tough just because the, the administration got them all spun up about Trump. Uh, with, with the raid of Mar-a-Lago, and you know, it, it, uh, we still don't know what those documents uh, were, but they, you know, they weren't nuclear codes the way it was initially reported or that kind of thing. And, they, and the press recognizes hypocrisy. They recognize that they're a bunch of unanswered questions, and they're not being transparent. So they, they kind of got their teeth into this one. And, uh, and you have some Democrats out there, Manchin, apparently Dick Durbin, I didn't hear exactly what he said. You know, there's nothing to say about this except for his, his hugely 
completely irresponsible and embarrassing, and you have even Democrats saying that. Oh, my God. I just looked out of the corner of my eye. I can't make this up as you're speaking, which was brilliant. And who's on CNN as we speak? John Bolton. <laughs> He's talking about Germany. He's not going to stop Poland from sending tanks to the Ukraine. He's on as we speak. You and Bolton. Oh, my God. You, you guys. Oh, God. Uh, last one on this, and we'll take a quick break and come back and talk to you some more. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but more and more people are telling me that the Democrats set him up here, that it was the Democrats who blew the whistle on all these documents and not a Republican. Is that um, – Conspiracy theory, or is that a possibility? I don't think so. I mean, I think they're desperate to have Biden because they're scared of everyone else, especially Kamala. So uh, that's my guess. You think no, no, they don't want Biden. You think they want Biden? Yeah, yeah. I think they're, they're, they think Biden's the only one that can beat Trump. And, um, and the most natural replacement, if, if something happens to Biden, and something might happen to Biden, God forbid, um, is Kamala Harris. And they, they, whatever they say publicly, they realize she's a disaster, could easily lose to anyone. All right, Rich Lowry, always great on a Monday morning. We're going to keep him around, folks. Take a very quick break. More with Rich Lowry on Sitting Friends in the Morning, right after this. Radio 77 WABC. Governor George Pataki, Lara Trump, still to come. Today is the 50-year anniversary of Roe versus Wade. Oh, God. Get ready for all these... Uh, well, you know who they are, organizers and the pussy hat wearing ladies who do that march every year and yelling and screaming. And Are you ready for that, Rich Lowry, today on the 50-year anniversary of Roe versus Wade? Yeah, I uh, expect nothing less. <laughs> you know, just... Oh, boy, either do I. You know, talking about Lowry Trump coming on at 925, her father-in-law. So it turns out that these uh, these two ladies, Diamond and Silk, they're... African-American ladies, great ladies, but me and Bernie many, many, many times, very, very funny, and they love Trump, you know. So one of them passed away, this diamond, but Silk is still alive. So Trump goes to the memorial service, and why he did this, I have no idea. It's another stupid move by Trump. For some reason, he goes, sorry about diamond, I didn't know Silk. Well, first of all, you had to know Silk, because they're like Abbott and Costello. They're like the captain and Tennille. If you knew one, you had to know the other. But even if you didn't know the other, why would you say that at a memorial service? How how tone deaf is my guy Donald Trump sometimes? Like what, stupid. Was he joking? No. Dead serious. Dead yeah, it's, it's serious. Very strange. It's 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 really nice of him to show up, and and they they are uh, hilarious, and that's a, a real. Tragedy and unexpected is my understanding. Yeah, but that's that's just uh, what's the matter with him? Really weird. I mean, seriously. Come on, man. Anyway, uh, that's yeah, that's the latest with uh, Donald Trump. Pompeo says scumbag loser John Bolton should be thrown in prison (laughs) for the release of documents. What do you think about that? I haven't followed it closely, but if he's referring to his 
book, I mean, the, the thing was the thing was reviewed at at, at, at great length and with great right. delays. Right. But they they hated each other, and Pompeo did everything he he could to get uh, uh, Bolton pushed pushed out the window at the White House and succeeded. The other juicy one from that memoir is that Nikki Haley was supposedly maneuvering to replace Pence on the ticket. Early right. Ivanka. Um, and Jared were maneuvering to, to to replace Pence on the ticket with her, which she which she denies, but I, I kind of believe there there are lots of rumors at the time, and 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 Trump it was one of those things he just kind of loved playing with. You know, he wasn't going to do it, but just loved seeing how people would react when they come and see him. Like, what do you think of Nikki? You know, mm-hmm. just sort of uh, testing their loyalty to to Pence. Um, but the you know the, the jockeying the jockeying has begun in in earnest. You know, all, all three of these people could run. We just talked about. Yes, Pompeo is going to run. Nikki Haley is going to run. I guess John Bolton's going to run too. So yeah, all three of those people will run. Last thing on the cover of today's New York Post, where your columns are often syndicated, by the way, it reads after the greatest newspaper in the nation. I totally agree. The greatest and the oldest. Uh, on top of the picture of the poor weatherman that got beat up on the subway Horrible. this weekend, it reads. Talk, the, talk to Eric Adams about that one. Leave Eric Adams alone, Jeez, You guys, <laughs> God, he's my friend. Uh, I hear you. Uh, it reads the most. If I got to choose between Bolton and Adams, I'm telling you, I'm taking Bolton every time. No, I'm not. You can have Bolton all you want. I'm taking Adams. The mo- in fact, I'm gonna take. I'm taking everybody over uh, Bolton. Just about. <laughs> not this guy. Not this guy. The most dangerous man in America. And there's a picture of George Soros. Mm-hmm. You agree with that? I mean, he poured. Um, I don't know about, about most dangerous, but obviously hugely destructive. Poured has poured massive resources into races that ordinarily, you know, aren't, aren't that high profile and don't involve that uh, kind of money. These DA races to uh, elect people who um, won't put people in jail and will. Um, because of it, destroy cities. You know, we've seen it in San Francisco, where the guy, thank God, got recalled. We've seen it in Philadelphia, where you can't get rid of him, uh, and other places all over the country. And it's led to this uh, wave of of murder and disorder that harms the most vulnerable people most. So this is just a classic example of how progressives, you know, they're they're high and mighty and supposed do-gooders, and then the, the the people who pay the price are ordinary ordinary working people that have to look over their shoulder all the time, or if, if someone attacks them, they, they're probably on the street the next day. You mentioned San Francisco and Philadelphia. Ironically, that's your NFC championship oh, matchup yeah, coming wow. up. Yeah, how about that? Wow, that's uh, why you're pro. <laughs> I, I heard that. I go, wow. Uh, who do you like in that game, 49ers-Eagles? I got to say Eagles. I mean, they just look like a, a juggernaut. Now, the, the, the 49ers defense, you know, obviously awesome. Um, so it'll be a cl- classic offense versus defense type struggle. But I got to say Eagles. How about you? Uh, I like the Eagles, too. Quickly, in about uh, 15 seconds, Bengals, Chiefs. What do you like there? I don't know. I really don't know. Remember, Mahomes is hurt, and maybe you hurt yeah. badly. I, don't, I, I can't. I, I have no idea. I was shocked at how, how good the Bengals look. Just shocked. Yeah, no, they're good. I actually think they're going to win. Hey, as always, Rich Lowry, another great Monday morning performance. Have a great week. Enjoy Thanks, the football it. next Sunday. We'll do it again. Rich Lowry, folks, National Review, 740 every Monday morning right here with me, Sid. we got a great two hours coming up, including the governor, George Pataki, and Lara Trump on the number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City and the self-proclaimed best talk show anywhere in America. That's me, that's us. Sid and Friends in the Morning. Talk Radio 77, WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Friends.
77 WABC. Barry Chapel out of Chapel Hill, North Carolina, loves this show. He's the loving horse. Said, my husband is an insurance adjuster. You need to talk to yours about the food reimbursement. The difference between what you normally spend at home and what you have to spend now can be very likely recouped. That's what uh, Lisa Chapel says. So, you know, keep looking at this picture of Adam Klotz, who was on Fox News this morning, Fox and Friends. He's the Fox weather guy who ran to the aid of someone on a subway coming home from a giant. Uh, the, he was watching the giant game somewhere Saturday night into Sunday morning, about 1.30 a.m. on the subway, coming home, probably all pissed off the Giants got killed. And uh, these kids, these teenage punks, are messing with somebody. That's why I love Bernie Getz, man. I, I, Bernie Getz was a man. I'm sorry. Just shoot him. Yeah, shoot. Shoot him. That's it. F him. It should be the norm and not the exception. 100%. Right? Instead of the exception. Totally agree. God That's bless it. him. Like, okay, Great one, American. One, one more of those. Boom. Yeah, right. One more of those. Re- yeah. So instead, himself. this, this uh, Adam Klotz, who tried, very heroic what he did, and he got his ass kicked. These teenagers beat the living daylights out of him. I mean, he beat up. I mean, he was on TV this morning. He's got cuts and bruises and bloodied everywhere. Yeah, he doesn't look that good. <laughs> no, he doesn't look good. Yeah, both his eyes, his cheeks. Yeah. And I'm looking at him going, that could have been me. It could be any. Well, I'll no, look at you. Saturday night. Because if you missed the very beginning of the show two hours ago, you missed my story. I live in a hotel now. And in my basement, unlike my Rockaway home, there's a sports bar in the basement of my home, my hotel. And it's a very popular sports bar. I can't believe how popular this place is. It is packed. Every day, packed. These football games, they come in 49er jerseys and Bills jerseys, and I don't know where they come from. So um, the Giant game was, there was nowhere to sit, nowhere to stand. Me and Gabe were there. And right next to us, say 98% Giant fans, you know, a couple of morons like Justin Ellick, who I don't know why you would ever root for a different team in a different city. You could root for the team, but just shut up. So there's a table of like 12 kids to my right, six guys and six girls. Good looking, you know, good looking young people. You know. And the Eagles score a touchdown, and one of the kids starts celebrating. So uh, old Sid over here, like Adam Klotz, very similar situation, I think you'd agree, Lou. I walk over to the kid, and I tell him to shut up. You're in a New York bar. If I was a giant fan in Philadelphia, I wouldn't start clapping without expecting to get my ass kicked. So shut up. And actually, Justin had some incident, too. He's got to tell you about it. Oh, he did? That happened with Giant fans. So they should have kicked his ass. They should have beaten him up good. Yeah. <laughs> so so this, this idiot is, is clapping and yelling, and then I went over and I yelled at him, of course. And um, and the, for what it was worth, he, he never clapped again the rest of the night. He shut up. Well, you, you, you have to read the room, of course. You saw these kids, and they're like, they're, they're nothing. I'm going to go up and shut them up. I, I wouldn't care if they look like The Rock. Uh, uh, Vin Diesel. I don't care. You, really, you know me. I don't care. I, no, know, I don't care. I know you. I was, yes. I was getting furious. He's celebrating. You're in a New York bar. You do not openly root 
for another team in a different city. You just don't do it. So I mean, you, whatever. And, and wait till I'm done. But okay. if there's giant fans celebrating in Philadelphia, and I've been to many Eagle games, they deserve to get beat up. I, shut up. I'm with you. You're in a different city. You shut up. Yes. So the kid didn't <laughs> say because he goes, that, that the old guy there. Listen, there's three kinds of strengths. There's um, strength where you're just strong. You know. There's old man strength. And there's Tard strength. I've got all three. Okay? I got all three. Which is the most you have? Let's Tard say. strength. Tard, yeah, yeah, I would think. So the kids look at me going, I'm not, I'm not going to mess with this guy. This guy's out of his mind. Yeah, but the best part of the story was, after I yell at the kid, they start coming over to me, people from the ball, like by the numbers. Hey, are you that radio guy said, yeah, I'm taking pictures, blah, blah, blah. So there's a girl sitting next to this kid, this uh, punk-ass Philadelphia fan, a very cute girl, by the way, but young, you know, young, like my daughter, oh, my daughter, a little bit, uh, that age. And uh, she, I'm leaving the bar. She runs over to me, runs over. And she goes, you're that famous radio guy. She said, I go, you have no idea who I am. You're a young girl. How do you know who I am? I know who you are. I said, really? I said, let me ask you a question. Because she had her Instagram page opened up. I go, how in Lord's name do you have 148,000 Instagram followers? And I got 8,000. If I'm supposed to be the famous one here, her name, by the way, is Lily Sheen. I go, I got it. You're Charlie Sheen's daughter. She goes, nope, close. I'm Kate Beckinsale's daughter. Hmm. The actress, Kate Beckinsale, and she looked exactly like her mother. Very pretty young girl. She's Kate Beckinsale's daughter, Lily Sheen. And I sent her, I said, I'm sorry. I yelled at your friend. She goes, nah, he's a putz. That's fine. Who cares? <laughs> and uh, that was the end of that night. So, so how did she know you then? She, you know, what happened is as people were walking over to take pictures, I told you, I looked over at their table, oh. and I saw a bunch of them looking at me, looking at their phones, and I say to Gabe, I go, this is going to sound crazy, Gabe, but I think all these people, they're Googling me. He's like, Dad, you got to stop. I'm going to tell Mommy, you got to stop. No, no one, it's not all about you. You're they're tired. not Googling you. Sure enough, by the way, they were all Googling me, and yes, I guess they figured out who I was. She comes running over, you know, like I'm... Um, I don't know who was in that that horrible movie her mother did, Pearl Harbor. What was his name? Josh Hartnett or Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, something. So, what is your story in Philadelphia? What happened? Oh, we were uh, so we were, we were in our section. This is probably I don't know in the third quarter, definitely past halftime. And game's I'm, over at that point. Yeah, game's totally over. Twenty-eight. And, and there's right. So there's um there's two Giants fans sitting uh, a couple rows ahead of us. Two uh, two. Uh, they were a gay couple. Not that I, I don't really think it matters. Yeah. But they were. Then why'd you mention if it didn't matter? <laughs> well, I don't really know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe it, 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 it might matter. So yeah. I wanted I wanted to get it out of the way. It yeah. might be a piece of information that yeah. might be useful later. But um, so yeah. Anyways, this guy turns around and looks at my dad's buddy who's with us at the game and says, "Hey, you gotta you gotta shut up. You gotta quiet down about the Eagles." But he's in Philadelphia. This is in Lincoln Financial yeah, Field, nice. and he's surrounded by <laughs> Eagles fans. Yeah, so nice. my dad's buddy Duh. looks at him right in the face, and he's this guy's got long, like long, you know, curly hair, and he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "You freak." You're gonna be. You're gonna turn around and tell me how to act in my stadium, you you long-haired freak, yeah. and just repeatedly just cut, starts peppering him names. Is this name. your father doing this? This is my father's buddy. Oh, your father's buddy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're proud of that. 
Uh, I, I mean, I'm not proud of it. I'm not. I, 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 I feel no real ways about it. But you were so excited to tell the story. You were so enthusiastic in your delivery. I wasn't that excited. It was just no. Lou brought it up. I felt like I should. I should. His friend happens to be right. You yeah. can't do that. Of your your father's not. friend is right. If, if you're going to go to the game and root for the other team, you got to be very quiet. Or go to a, go to a Philly bar. There, there are, there are Philadelphia sports bars in New York City that you can go to. Right. Have you heard of Philadelphia though? What are you, oh, why no, would they're you animals. Do that? Why, no, they're why, animals. Why would those two do that? They're animals. I was shocked. The bar I went to in Bushwick was probably like 50-50 split between Eagles and Giants. Really? Well, there's, there's, a, a, lot. there's a lot of Eagles fans that live I thought I was going to get beat up because my, yeah. my intentions were to, to point and laugh at people as they were leaving, but there was like people joining me, so it wasn't like even that big of a thing. You almost get in a fight or not really? No. I went there to go watch the fight. I didn't even go there for the football game. I went to go watch the UFC, but you know. <laughs> oh, there was I, a fight? A yeah. UFC fight? Yeah, yeah. Who cares about that? Well, me. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Want to go watch the I got one TV in the corner. I'm oh like, do you guys God. mind just turning this off? Right. The game's a blowout. So the mayor, Eric Adams, I guess, lost a bet to the mayor of Philadelphia. And he gave him, uh, and Curtis laughed about this all morning, a vegan cheesesteak. Is that what happened? But uh, more importantly, Mayor Eric Adams talked about a lot of important issues this weekend. About police. About this really tragic Shooting in California, this 72-year-old Asian man who 30 minutes into the Lunar New Year started shooting at a dance club. He killed 10 people, injured 10 others. Cops found him the next day. He was pulling into, like, some uh, parking lot by, like, I guess, a, a mall or something. And they surrounded the car, and the guy offed himself. Like, here it is. Let's start with this. Mayor Eric Adams speaking about the families in California. This is cut number one. All of our hearts go out to the terrible, terrible displays that took place earlier. Uh, we are in prayer of those who are lost and those who were injured. Then he goes on to talk about something, Phil, you mentioned this morning, that the four most populated cities in America have what in common? You ready for this? All four have African-American mayors. New York. Los Angeles, Chicago, and Houston is Mayor Eric Adams, cut number two. This is the first time in American history that we have the top four cities in America, the biggest four cities represented by black mayors. How how significant is that? It's a moment for us. It's a moment that we are now really going to... Let me stop it for a second. How great would it be if he said, so what? We just want the best people the most qualified people. These are our biggest and best cities, and we've got some very impressive people, including myself. He could taught himself. If he just said, so what? How great would that be? But no one ever does that. You see, if you're gay and they ask you about gays, if you're black and they ask you about blacks, if you're a female, they ask you about female. Like me, if somebody said to me, what do you think about Sandy Kopacz being Jewish? Uh, what do I care? <laughs> right. He was one of the greatest lefties in pictures of all time. I couldn't give a right chance if he was Jewish, black, Italian. I don't care. Are you proud? Am I proud? I don't care. It would be so nice if Eric Adams just said, I don't care. But anyway, yeah, continue the rest. This is the first time in American history that we have the top four cities in America, the biggest four cities represented by black mayors. How, how significant is that? It's not. It's a moment for us. It's a moment that moment. we are now Three of them suck. really going after those tough challenges and historical problems uh, that we fought for many years to be in the driving seat. Uh, you fight a Lori Lightfoot, really? Then he goes on, uh, the mayor, Eric Adams, to talk about public safety. 
And this would be Eric Adams, cut number three. I believe this is from the Conference of Mayors, Lewis, cut number three. When people hear public safety, they think police. Right. Right. And we are saying public safety is intervention and prevention. We must stop feeding criminal behavior and what we're doing uh, upstream. If you change upstream, we won't be yeah. pulling people out of right. crime downstream. Actually, this is this is ABC News. One more. They did ask the mayor about the border crisis. Don't forget, the mayor is only about a week, less than a week removed from visiting El Paso, Texas, and the border, not the sanitized portion like Joe Biden did. To Eric Adams' credit, the real border issue. This is Mayor Eric Adams, cut number four. So I want to ask you about the migrant crisis. Mayor Adams, you were just in El Paso. You were on the, on the border. Yes. Did, did it change your perspective uh, of this issue at all? What are the big takeaways? This should not happen to any city in America. Uh, this is a national problem, and our national government, Congress, and the White House must do a long-term comprehensive immigration policy, but the White House must deal with the immediate emergency we have now. Well, there it is. Eric Adams uh, didn't sound, the mayor, didn't sound like he thought of it any differently since he's been there. But um, what are you going to do? 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. we got a couple of really good guests about to come our way. Kathy Hochul, not a good week for Kathy Hochul last week, the governor. First of all, waking up every morning is Kathy Hochul. It's not a very good day. I don't care if you're the governor or a millionaire or not. I mean, but uh, when you consider the fact that LaSalle did not get confirmed and her Buffalo Bills took it in the rectum yesterday, which was great. Not a great couple of days for Kathy Hochul. We'll talk to I love your clinical analysis. That's, that's awesome. That's fine. Hey, can you bend over a second? <laughs> we'll talk to the former Governor George Pataki coming up at 840 and Lara Trump. Can't wait to talk to her coming up at 925. Sid in the morning. I'll be right back. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
Larry Trump coming up at 925 and Sitzkate coming up at 940. What's uh, the game today, Macedonia Phil? What are we playing today, the Sitzkate? Uh, 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 Monday. Is it, uh, what do we do? Movie Monday. Monday. Oh, That's movie what it Monday. Is. Okay, there yeah. Go. Took a little bit. Yeah. Here. So today is day one of my diet. Just so you know. You're going vegan like your buddy the mayor, right? I'm not going vegan like my buddy the mayor who did deliver a vegan cheesesteak to the mayor of Philadelphia after the Eagles killed us on Saturday. But you know what it is? Look, I'm not going to. I look great. I do. And oh, yeah, uh, I dress impeccably. I was going to say that too. You did love my, uh, my blazer this morning. I like your dark green blazer. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and I go to the gym. And Danielle, when she cooks, cooks very healthy food, but we've been basically out of the house for a month, hotels and all this nonsense. So when I'm not eating as healthy as I ordinarily would, and I'm, I'm noticing my stomach, I'm, I'm not fat, I'm not like you guys, you guys are in horrible shape, you and Justin, 25 years younger than me, you're in terrible shape, or Kevin George for that matter, but... But I could use to lose it. I mean, I'm, I'm feeling a little, my pants are a little tighter. If I wear a tight shirt to the gym, I, I, I feel like I see it and it's bothering me. So now I'm, um, I have not had one M&M yet this morning, not one. By this time, I've made five trips usually. You know I'm very that. proud of you. Thank no, you. I've noticed that too. Not one. A lot more water. Uh, I juiced yesterday, which is really gay, but I did it. Whatever that means. Some green juice that made me poop. And then um, and now I'm drinking a whole ton of water and stuff and... And I hate it, but these are, this is the price you pay for beauty, you know, what you have to do. People go, well, why do you look that way? And uh, there's a reason why. you got to work at it. Sacrifice, baby. Right. That's it. You do that, Lou, don't you? No. Mm-hmm. I will not do that. None of it? No. When was the last time you juiced? <laughs> and I don't mean juice like steroids. I mean, no. like go to... Never. No, no. Never. I juice. You do? Too late. Yeah. Almost, I, I'd like to do it more than I do, but I, I do it fairly... You like, ever go for a uh, high colonic? Oh, who? A what? The what? High colonic. Where's that? They shove like a hose up your anus and yeah. they... Uh... They clean you out. Oh, yeah, they clean no, you I out. I never did, but now you're talking about language. Yeah, that's it's something right. that, you know, you're drawing interest in. No, it's not fun. You don't silly. even have to wait for Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. You've never done that? No, I, no, I never had a doctor stick a tube in my butt. Right. I'm not, I think I'm too young for that, right? No, that's. I'm not talking about a colonoscopy, <laughs> you moron. God. Oh, okay. I mean, you're never too young to get yourself checked out. You're in horrible shape. I mean, horrible. I, I don't know why you say that. Uh, why do I say that? Louis. They, I hear it morning, every other morning. <laughs> it's not me. It's One Justin. Of them, it's, it's both of you. No, I, I was I, complaining about I hyperextended my elbow while working out. Okay, tomorrow what? it's, it's going to be... I, I don't know what I ate last night. I'm like I've been no, in the bathroom four times. The, oh, well, God. The, the food is not the issue for me. What's okay. the problem for you? I, finding time to work out with my schedule is is rough. Yeah, I mean Justin, I put some some video. I don't know. He 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 uh, tagged me on some Instagram story, and anytime anybody tags me, I put it up. Could be a stranger. There's a lot of listeners who tag me. I put it up. I don't care. So I see this story, and it's Justin. I'm not even sure he's wearing a shirt. And he's burping. And I did not stick around to see the rest of it. But was that like a post-Eagles win video or something? He was so disgusting. Did you see it, Bill? You know what I'm talking about? No, not really. I don't. He's I, in I, terrible I in shape, too. Yesterday. What are you guys do? What do you guys You party? You don't really work out? You don't, I don't eat party? right? party. You know what I do? I don't do anything. What do you do? I watch basketball. Did you watch the Nets and Warriors last night? No. Oh. <laughs> How about <laughs> the Knicks and Raptors? 
No. Neither one. I okay. was watching no, I was watching uh, OKC and Nuggets. That was a big game. You did watch me. that, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Despite what, no Jokic. What did uh, Howard Stern here say about uh, George Santos? He's talking about getting a colonoscopy. <laughs> yeah. So it's very good. I'm actually sad the George Santos story is going away. It put me everywhere last week. I mean, it's kind of surreal to put on David Muir and World News Tonight, and there I am. Good morning, America. There I was. And now you miss it. I miss it. Above <laughs> anything else, it's a hilarious story, too. It's, I know. It's a, it's a so stupid funny. story, too. I went to Baruch. I, I played volleyball. It's just a lie. The amount of lies just never ended. So the one story that people are really aggravated about, where he really overstepped his boundaries, is the mother and the 9-11 story. I mean, it's all fine until you start, you know, stolen valor and 9-11. You can't go there. You can't go there. And yet, yet, Howard Stern... Here he goes again. Howard Stern thought that a part of that story was, ready for this? Loving and compassionate in describing George Santos. Miss uh, Lewis, this is Howard Stern, cut number 17. They say uh, Santos uh, lied about his mom dying on 9-11. I, I read that somewhere again. I, I don't know. I mean, that's as low as you can go. But uh, that's a very lovely story. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, in painting the picture of this guy, we're going to give him a nice check mark on that story Thank because you. it's very compassionate. Was he kidding or being serious there? I think he was being serious. Not that he's a compassionate, loving guy, but that story was, although scripted, was, I think he was being serious. So we're all with George Santos. He's, he's going to serve, I guess, right? I mean, I know that uh, the people out on Long Island, Joe Cairo and Bruce Blakeman and Peter King and... Anthony D'Esposito, you know, they wake up every day trying to figure out where to get rid of this guy, but I don't think he's going anywhere. And then on the, on the flip side, you got uh, this uh, Kathy Hochul, this disaster, this pathetic excuse for a governor. She tried to get this guy LaSalle, who's a decent man, confirmed last week. Didn't happen. <laughs> the legislature said, nope, I don't think so, Kathy. And then for, again, Pataki, who's going to join me next, who I love dearly, and Patterson, and all the folks out there saying, well, what did she do wrong? She, she picked a good man. Well, that even, that even emphasizes the story even more. If she picked a good man and couldn't get it through, they hate her. Never would have happened with Andrew Cuomo, who was one of the worst people God ever created. And that never would have happened with him. But with this dope, this Kathy Hochul, she couldn't even get it done. Not a good look for the governor. So we'll talk to the former great governor, George Pataki, coming up in about five minutes. And then Donald Trump's daughter-in-law, who I think is the best speaker of the whole family, Lara Trump, coming up at 925. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Let me take you down. If I was home now today, I'd go home, and uh, Danielle would have tuna or chicken salad in the house, and I'd scoop out a bagel or take an English muffin. That would be my lunch, but first of all, it wouldn't cost me anything, and it would be healthier. But again, living in the city, this God-polluted place, now i got to spend 50 bucks on some garbage, even if it's healthy. The other day, I went to get a um, 
I'm not going to mention the place because I do all the time, but I went to get a uh, turkey club. I didn't even need half the fries, and I had a Diet Coke. It was like 30 bucks. Brutal. Anyway, my next guest is the last Republican governor and the last great governor the state has had. He continues to be an inspiring guy. He's on this uh, station all the time, finally with me and John Katz and Matides, and we love having him here. He is the great Governor George Pataki. Governor Pataki, how are you, buddy? What's going on this morning? Hey, Sid, great being on with you. Everything's well. Thanks for the for the kind words. Well, it's all true. I, I wonder if um if the Giants took the beating they took against the Eagles on Saturday, and you were governor. I know my friend, the mayor Eric Adams, handed out a vegan cheesesteak to the Philadelphia mayor. Did you uh, were you in the habit of making bets with other states' governors if, in fact, our teams were playing for championships? I did. I, I'd make bets uh, all the time, and uh, you know, on the Yankees, we'd almost always win. And you, you were just <laughs> complaining about thirty dollars for a bagel in in, in Manhattan. You know, I used to have to give up huge amounts of corned beef, or uh, uh, and that was generally the bet, and it cost a fortune. <laughs> well, back then, I'm not. I'm going to guess that you got it from the Carnegie Deli. I would think. I mean, Second Avenue is a pretty good deli, and others, but it was from the Carnegie Deli. It was a huge sandwich. It was delicious, but it was like twenty five dollars. Oh yeah, they were expensive. Actually, I went to Ben's Best in Queens. Oh, great place. Uh, Yep. Oh, yeah. Just, great place. Uh, one of the great places. And, in fact, one year we lost, I think it was the Bush's Texas Rangers or something. <laughs> and, and, and and Ben actually flew down in his plane to Texas and delivered a whole thing full of brisket and corned beef. So, so yeah, I had my share of losses. But with the Yankees, they were great back then. I had my share of wins. Yeah, too. mostly wins. I remember the the Texas loss. That was the Juan Gonzalez teams for uh, Texas, and they beat the Yankees at one time. But you're right. Most of the time, you were celebrating championships and winning on those sides of the bets. I mean, I think a lot of us were ready, willing, and able to bet on Lee Zeldin. That's how great he was, and that's how lousy Kathy Hochul was. And we know how it ended. He came up just short, and she won. But looking back, man, George, you know, that – that really was an amazing campaign by Lee because based on the numbers in this state, there was no way he should have been even competitive. And it really is a two-fold story. It tells you just how great he was and just how little New Yorkers really think of the co- of the, uh, the present governor. Well, I think uh, you hit it right on the head. Lee ran a tremendous campaign, did a fantastic job, and he had the issue of crime. Uh, and Hochul just didn't realize uh, you know, I know she's from Western New York. It's not as though Buffalo is the safest place in the world. Uh, <laughs> but if she had taken a, taken any time, spent any time in the city, she would have realized uh, just how bad things are here. And uh, and she didn't. And, uh, you know, my fear now is we're going to have four years with the, the, the no bail law either not changed or changed in a ridiculous little way for a political cover and things just aren't going to get better. So Lee ran a great race. He had the issues uh, with crime. Uh, and it's just, it's just too bad for the state. And we just saw, you know, when judge uh, LaSalle didn't get confirmed uh, her pick for the highest court in the state of New York, that has never happened. Her own party just basically said, we don't care what you want. Uh, we're going the other way. And that is really, really scary. And that's the part I kept pointing out last week on John's show. When I co-hosted that show at night where people that were defending Kathy Hochul, I would say, let me ask you something. If Andrew Cuomo was the governor, and he was a louse, but if he was the governor and he, he picked the same guy, would that have happened? They said, no. I said, so how can you, ex- if you're telling me 
that the prior governor would have gotten the same guy through, how can you tell me it's not Kathy Hochul's fault? And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. There was no real answer. No, I think that's right. I think it's just the legislature saw her uh, as weak, uh, and they've been really captured by a bunch of far-left activists, uh, and they want to run the state. They don't want to have four years of having to do what the governor uh, sets as a priority. They want to do what they want to do, and uh, and it's just a very scary scenario, Said Four years of this, you know, I'll tell you, I'm not— uh, I'm an optimist by nature, but I have my concerns right now. No, so do I. And look, as much as I criticize Kathy Hochul, uh, the truth is, is that she should have won that. And, and, and the fact that these legislators are running this state, Stuart Cousins, Mike, all those people, that is not the way it's supposed to be. So on one hand, I criticize Hochul. On the other hand, I'm saying as bad as she is, she should have the power to get this done. And that's scary to me. Yes. Absolutely. I gave her credit for fighting the fight. You know, she didn't just walk away when they said you can't have your pick. Uh, but uh, I think now there's got to be consequences. She can't let the legislature just conclude that they can do anything they want and she doesn't count. Or or we're basically going to have a non-governor for four years. So I just hope that she uh, uh, has an aggressive agenda and just bangs the smithereens out of them. I was going to say something else to make sure <laughs> that agenda gets passed. Well, but here's the problem. It's not going to. I mean, uh, again, reading up on this, listening to people speak, really smart people like you, almost everybody has told me the same thing. Sid, this guy's dead on arrival. It's not going to happen. So the question becomes, yes, does she go out there and act tough and I'm not going down and waste more time? Or does she come to the crashing realization, this guy's not going to work, it ain't going to happen, and go out there and name somebody else and take care of that position? Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, you got to fight the fight. You know, you're not going to win every fight. This was a high profile loss and it's bad for her. Uh, But I'm a great believer that if you're a leader, you got to try to lead. And sometimes the people behind you run the other way. And that's what happened with her this time. But you can't stop trying. And uh, the minute you just say, "Okay, you you don't want them, I'll go somewhere else. You've just shown this tremendous weakness. What we've seen now is the, that she she can't do anything to hold them accountable when they stand up to her, and she's got to figure out some way to retaliate. Uh, Sid, just to co- keep going. Go ahead. Uh, oh, I think I, lo- I lost him. Okay, hold on there, uh, Governor George Pataki. Finish that thought on uh, Kathy Hochul. Plus, I want to ask you about the mayor, Eric Adams. More with the great Governor George Pataki on Sid and Friends in the morning right after this. In friends in the morning. 77 WABC. All right. 8.53 on your rainy Monday morning. Lara Trump will join me at 9.25. I want to get to a Trump conversation with my friend, uh, former Governor George Pataki. But first, I did mention Eric Adams. Governor Pataki, Eric Adams, talking uh, this weekend about uh, not defunding the police, about uh, using the uh, the ocean liner as a place for migrants. He's talked a lot about the federal and national government helping us out with that situation. He's basically called out Joe Biden without saying his name. I asked you about a month ago what you thought about him, and you said basically, yeah, I like what he says, but I need to see more. Where are you today with the mayor, Eric Adams? I'm in the same place, Ed. you know. Uh... Uh, he says the right things, but, uh, you know, we have a crazy city council that wants to cut 
funding for the police. And uh, I don't think he'll go along with that. And that'll be an important step. We got to fund the police. We need more police, not fewer. Uh, he, he has called out Biden on immigrants. I wish he'd call him by name uh, and just say that, you know, this is this is a disaster and he's not upholding his oath of office, you know, and uh, uh, and he's got to figure out something else to do uh, with the immigrants that are coming. I mean, the idea that they're going to be living in hotels and cruise ships, uh, this is going to bankrupt. If it doesn't bankrupt the city, it's going to bankrupt the state. And if it doesn't end up bankrupting the state, it's going to lead to trillions more in borrowing out of Washington. It's just not sustainable. So what I said a month ago still stands. You know, he says the right things. Uh, Be a leader. Call out Biden directly over the border. Uh, Do something like uh, send them to Washington. You know, when you get a busload bust in from Colorado or Texas or New Mexico, uh, just tell the bus, keep going, go down to Washington, D.C., or send them to Delaware. You know, do something to make sure that Biden understands this is a very, very risky crisis that he's allowed happen. And it's a it's a disaster that is unsustainable for cities like New York. And then on crime, you know, go to Albany. Just tell them this is what we need changed. We need that no bail law changed. We need judges to have discretion to sentence people. We need laws that say when a person has committed crime after crime after crime, they're going to be locked up for a long time so they can't do it again. Go up to Albany. Fight the fight. Uh, It's one thing to say words. It's another thing to take action to try to make those words mean something. You have been very consistent, uh, Mr. Governor, with your theme here today. You like the fight. You like the fight from Kathy Hochul in the LaSalle situation. You want to see Adams fight. I want to take you back to a fight that you uh, actually were a part of back in 2016. You were one of the folks that was on stage with Donald Trump way back when, when nobody in their right mind outside of my partner, Bernard, God rest his soul, thought he was actually going to win and be president. Even Trump didn't think that was going to be the case. But he was, and uh, it was four unforgettable years. And now that Biden has come in and done a really horrendous job, Trump's thinking, hey, I can get this back. And he announced about a month ago or longer he's going to run for president once again. But it has not been a great five or six weeks for Donald Trump what are your thoughts on the former president running again? And where do you stand on him? Again, you ran against him in 2016, but where do you stand on him? You know, I, I think the idea of a Biden-Trump rematch in 2024 would be a disaster. Uh, and I don't think, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not you, you, mean for, you mean for both sides, right, George? For on both, both sides. sides. On both sides. I mean, Trump won in 16, 2016 uh, because uh, Hillary was unacceptable. Uh, and, and, you know, the, uh, Trump was the only one who could have lost to Hillary and Hillary is the only one who could have tr- lost to Trump. Right. They were both people who had huge, huge, uh, negatives that people didn't like. Uh, and if it's Biden, Trump, uh, I mean, my God, half the country's going to pull their hair out if they have any left, uh, <laughs> by two years from now. So my, my hope, my hope is that, that Trump, uh, is, uh, replaced by a younger, more, uh, I would say, stable, conservative candidate. And and I'll tell you, Sid, the idea that Biden's going to be president when he's 86 years old, uh, <laughs> six on. years from now, is terrifying. That's never going to happen. It's, it's absolutely not, terrifying. It's, and and uh, I'll tell you, I think that the Democrats, you're, I think you're going to see in the next months, the Democrats turn on Biden, the press turn on Biden, because they know that if they nominate him again, he's going to lose. So uh, would you say, being your uh, former governor, and you like these governors, obviously, are you a Ron DeSantis guy? 
Mr. Pataki? I am. I you think are. DeSantis has done a tremendous job in Florida. I mean, <laughs> let me just tell you one personal story. My wife Libby and I were locked down up here. We couldn't do anything. We were going completely crazy. Uh, the Trump vaccines came along. We got the first shot. Great. We got the second shot. The next day we got on a plane to Florida. Uh, and, and we went to, uh, I forget where, uh, in Florida, but it was uh, uh, Delray Beach. It was yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Every restaurant was open. <laughs> People were out on the streets yeah. having fun. Yeah. People went to the beach. I mean, the difference between how Cuomo, who's a horrible human being, handled it, killing people in nursing homes, and DeSantis <laughs> uh, uh handled it uh just show the difference between effective leadership uh and just being a a, a bully and a dictator so uh, yes i like this me too Uh, i was down there quite a bit too during those times and they weren't wearing masks there were old people walking on the beach hand in hand canned and healthy looking great restaurants were open people were working it was uh, it really was night and day, and yet the liberal media is like, oh, this guy DeSantis is a murderer. He didn't care about his people, and, and they couldn't be any more wrong. Of course, that's like Joy Behar and stuff, but you've, uh, you've nailed it once again. Mr. Governor, it's always great having you on this show. You're one of my favorites. Thank you for stopping by this morning. We'll talk again very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sid. Great thing I'm with you. You too. There he is, the great Governor George Pataki right here on Sid and Friends in the Morning. Terrific conversation. Got a big fourth and final hour still to come your way, which includes Sid's take. People love it. Told you they'd love it. Today is uh, Monday Movies. And uh, talking about Donald Trump, his daughter-in-law married to his son, Eric. I love this girl, Lara Trump. Set to join me at 925. Keep it right here. Game show and a Trump in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Oh, you're my best friend. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. From my friends. 77 WABC. Intentions. I used to, I love this movie. Ryan Felipe, who was married to Reese Witherspoon, who I think was in this movie, and uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, a very young and cute puppy, the vampire slayer. And that would be Breakfast at Tiffany's, 
I forgot the name of the group that sings that, but I do like that song. So, John, oh. what is it? Oh, my God. I don't know that band. I don't remember either. Right. I just... Breakfast at Tiffany. That was the name of this song. No, not no? this. What is this called again? Bittersweet Symphony. A bittersweet Symphony. Yes, it's the Verve. I'm sorry. God, Sid, wake up. Uh, the Verve, yes. They also sang Freshman. No, different band. Verve Pipe. That's very good. Very good. Wow. Uh, John Katsimatini. with all of the celebrities. <laughs> I, he sent me this uh, moments ago. This is unbelievable. From the Siena College Research Institute. Lewis, uh, pay attention. Macedonia Phil as well. We just had a long conversation about how inept and unlikable Kathy Hochul is. Yet, according to the Siena Research Institute, Governor Hochul starts 2023 with the best ever job job approval. 56% approve of the job she's doing. Only 36% don't. And, you ready for this? The highest ever Favorability rating at 48%. Kathy Hochul. <laughs> Who did they put? Who? You what? know, <laughs> they deserve it. What can I tell you? This is, they went to Pennsylvania and polled people? Uh, people in this city, in this state, they deserve all the crap we get. Yeah, that's it. That's you it. vote these people in. You vote in Kathy Hochul, Alvin Bragg, for many years, Bill de Blasio, all these corrupt lowlifes. You vote them in. And uh, this is what you get. But they don't complain. They don't complain. No, people hate those those traffic cameras. They hate them. Well, okay. Well, what do you what do you think? <laughs> well, what are you yelling at me for? I don't know. I, I haven't driven a car in six years. And you, and every twenty feet, a camera flash is going off behind well, you. Oh, well, I remember that on Beach One Thirty Six in Rockaway. Yeah, it's still there. It's well, there. I'm not still there though. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't encroach upon your... Right. Uh, your See, you have your to understand, Lois, if it, it doesn't affect me, uh, I, I just don't care. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, you know I love you like a, like a brother, Yeah. but I just don't care. I don't, you know, if it bothers you, get well, over it. What can I, I tell it you? It doesn't. It just bothers me, but I No, just get over it. So stop your... complaining. God. Okay. Jeez. I'm going to play this back <laughs> when you start complaining about how you're the I never bread compl- is what? not right, or when you're paying 40 bucks for your lunch. Yeah, I did complain about that. It's too expensive to live in the city. What can I tell you? <laughs> when did you just discover this? Yeah, because it's every day now. I, I don't know. You know what it was when I lived in the apartment, for example? I spent six years living in the city. Two years Hanover Square by Wall Street. Four years Upper West Side, but I lived there. So we had kitchens. So even though it wasn't big and spacious and beautiful like my new house, I had kitchens. So I can go to my apartment on the Upper West Side and have a sandwich and not have to pay for lunch. Now they're living in a hotel. I've got no choice but to go out. So I'm starting to see how expensive it is because when I lived here, I still ate home. But I can't do that now because I don't have a home. It's a garden inn. <laughs> Even though when I walk in every day, I'm like, hello, Mr. Rosenberg, good to see you again. <laughs> you know, I remember there was a really fat basketball coach. The fat part doesn't matter. I'm just being very descriptive. And uh, he was a very good coach. And his name was Rick Majerus. And coached in Utah for many, many years. And I remember part of his deal was he made like $3 million a year, let's say. $3 million a year. Part of his deal was he lived in like the nicest five-star hotel in Salt Lake City. And I remember saying to Danielle, because we're together 31 years now, I'm like, how cool must that be to get paid millions of dollars and live in a hotel where they make your bed for you every day, right? You find chocolates on your pillow every night. They refresh your towels every day. 
How cool must that be? And now that I've done it twice in the last month, it blows. It's terrible. Blows. Why would, it's such a lonely existence. No wonder he died a young man, Rick Majerus. Fat, wealthy, and dead. That's what he is. No way to go through life. No. Phil would like it, though, because he doesn't really like people anyway, and he's lazy yeah, outside so, of this job. Yeah, so he'd come back. Lazy. He would like it, yeah. What do you mean done? I'm lazy? Uh, outside of this job, you're lazy. You're a lazy no, guy. Not. Yeah, you are. Very lazy guy. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're very. Yeah. I do a lot of things. <laughs> what, what? I went to the gym. No, you didn't. You're right. <laughs> when was the last time you went to the gym, all kidding aside? Over the weekend. What'd you do? Worked out. Why, um, I know, but what'd you do specifically? Like, I box. I go there to box. Do you really? Yeah. You, you actually think, is you have an instructor? Is it a class? No, I, now I just, I just go in the bag. I know what to do. You just hit the bag? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you feel like you're getting a good workout, or? Oh, yeah. Boxing's the best workout you could ever get. Yeah, but you, all you're doing is hitting the bag. You're not like It's doing. an insane workout. <clears throat> and I, I did, you know, I lifted afterwards. What kind, and what, what body part? Um, mostly buys, mm-hmm. arms. Well, how come you don't have curls. any muscle in your arms? Any at all? Zero. What are you talking about? You have muscle like a salamander, as Bernie would say, or a T Rex. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You look fine. Don't worry about it. I was doing great. I'm, I'm going to worry about it. You said 17 no, you, you, times on air today. I'm disgusting. I'm no, I didn't say you're disgusting. No, Justin's I'm disgusting. Ugly. I smell. I bad. never said I'm you were stupid. ugly. No. Actually, you've got a very cute face, but for some reason. And all you guys do this, all you young guys, you grow this stupid facial hair. Well, that's where I get lazy. Well, I don't feel like shaving. Do it. You all do it. No, why I, do you all do it? I'm why, lazy. Why? I don't get it. Because you don't want to shave? I don't want to shave. Because I have to shave often. Like someone like me, like I get, I grow facial hair very fast. So do I. I have to shave often. And I just don't want to do that. But, but you don't look better with all this hair. I don't know. Like I've never met a guy yet that looked better with facial hair than without. Never once. That's not like, true. Like great looking guys who have facial hair look even better without it. I've never seen a person look better not tan than tan, ever. Right. But ever. You're, yeah, but you're a guy, and he's a guy, and he doesn't he doesn't have to invest in what your opinion is. My it's girlfriend what, likes the facial hair. That's it. That's where you... He doesn't even to... have a girlfriend. It's, it's made up. Well, she doesn't even exist. Uh, don't... All right. We're, uh, don't, we're going to be quiet about this. <laughs> we don't have to do this on air. We can talk about this, you know, off air. <laughs> and, the mics are off. You're not the only one. I get nephews. They start growing that facial hair. I'm like, shave it. You I look like the mustache. terrible. I love the mustache. I just have nothing but the mustache. No, that's horrible. I, lo- I know it's horrible, but it's, it's horrible. It's terrible. I think no. the best way. No. I love looks, that. It looks like you're directing a bad porn movie. That's, I, that's the point. Yes. That's, that's the point. Yes. Oh, all right. That's what you're looking for, Phil. Great. It's great. Yeah. It's great. All right, uh, move I, to the left a little bit. Here's the only question people want the answer to. Do you have any documents? Are you hiding any Biden documents in your apartment in Bushwick? I'm hiding many, many documents. <laughs> Nothing from Biden. There's stuff that should never surface. Well, that I'm sure. Ever. Yeah. But I, I asked that kind of jokingly, but kind of not, because they're finding these documents everywhere. In fact, uh, let's play this, uh, Lewis. Tim Kaine, Democrat senator. He was on uh, Face the Nation on CBS yesterday. And don't forget now, Joe Biden took this stuff home as a vice president, which is bad because you can't declassify it unless you're a president like Donald Trump. But to make matters worse, not just as a VP, Joe Biden took home documents as a senator. This is Tim Kaine, cut number 12. Senator, yesterday for the fifth time, we learned about this other tranche of classified information being kept at the president's um, personal uh, residence. How does a senator accidentally take classified material home? Hold on. 
Um, Margaret, I, I don't really know the answer to that question um, because I, I review classified material as a senator on the Armed Services and Foreign Relations Committees, but always in a classified facility where I don't have access to uh, the materials other than to sit there and read them. So that's why there needs to be this independent investigation and independent prosecutor. How many documents are we talking about? Dozens, a handful or hundreds? Um, how serious are they? Um, why were they taken? Did anyone have access to them? There you have it. That's uh, the whole thing in a nutshell. On this day, Macedonia, Phil, in 1979, which would be 44 years ago today, the former great New York Giant and New York Met, and I say that, of course, laughingly, the Say Hey Kid, Willie Mays, made the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. You remember it, Phil? Like it was yesterday. What year were you born again? Um, you weren't even born yet in 79, were you? In 79? <laughs> Not even. I don't think his I don't think you were born yet. Your math is very, very good. <laughs> when were you born? What year were you 97. born? 97. You swapped those numbers around. God, not even close. Are you 20 kidding? years old. His parents didn't even know each other. I know. You're probably right. They didn't. My dad was not in this country. My, neither of my parents were in this country. Where were they? My, my mom was nine. They were in Macedonia? My, my mom was in Poland. Oh, really? What my was dad doing was in Macedonia. What was she doing in Poland? Surviving? I don't know. She was nine years old. <laughs> was she who goes there? Surviving. What do you mean, who goes there? She was birthed there. It wasn't her choice. Oh, she, oh, she was born there. <laughs> yeah. No. She was never. What, what was she, your father? Your father was in Macedonia? My father was in Macedonia. And how did they get together? I mean, uh, Poland? They, well, they met up in, in America. Oh, they did? Yes. They didn't know each other back then. Oh. Why did they come to America? For a better life. No. To make me. Okay, <laughs> oh look how that, well, that turned out. <laughs> Worked out just great. Yeah, clearly, have no regrets. Well, you're Everything. an only child, right? No, I have a sister. Oh, you have a sister. Yeah. And was she born here? Or she was no? born here. Yeah. Is she older or younger? She's older. They like her more than you. Probably, I'd yeah. say so. She's she's uh, smart. Went to college. Like made something. She, of went, herself? she went to college. What does she do with herself now? Oh, she's unemployed. Mm-hmm. What'd you go to school for? Uh, criminology or something. Mm-hmm. Did you go to a decent school? She went to the same school as me. Yeah. yeah so, what school uh, is that again? William Patterson University. Oh, God. Terrible school. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your poor parents. What comes out of like, Their the mother had her run out of Poland. They're trying, trying to kill her. And... <laughs> they, they're probably hey. listening, right? Or one of them is. I think my mom. Your parents probably. like the show? Yeah, they do. My mom, I hate, I hate it. She tries to get too involved. She's like, Does she get mad at me if I'm critical of you? Because, you know, like Frankie Diaz's mother called in once. Alex's mother oh, called in once. Oh, my gosh. They... My my parents still to this day ask me about whether or not I'm late to work. And I was like, you need to understand, this was not like a real issue. It was a real issue. No, it wasn't. You almost got fired. That's what not... do you mean, though, it wasn't? Don't tell me what a real issue is. It's my show. You almost got fired. When, when did that happen? Like three times. You guys had meetings about this? Yes. Yeah, you didn't oh, really? know about I, no, it. I, I called Marco one night at like midnight. You're not supposed to know these things. Why at midnight? You were thinking about it all day? Yes, I couldn't stop thinking about oh. it. It kept me up at night. My parents asked me every day, you're not, get, you're not like, still late yeah, to work? But do your parents get mad at me if I, if, I, uh, if I criticize you or say something bad about you? Like you're I don't a... think so. Okay. I think they know it's probably in good faith, right? No, none of it is. It's all no. sincere. Yeah. No. Uh, but I love you. I love you like my own son. But I just, you know, I don't like the facial hair. I want, I want uh, John Katsimatidis to do what George Steinbrenner does with the Yankees. All you young dopey boys who think you look better with these horrible mustaches and beards and like you have things living in them, like there's food on your face. It's disgusting. You should make everybody shave. Yeah, I like wa- the Yankees do. I walked around for like four hours yesterday with just egg in my mustache. That's what I'm saying. No one, no uh, one said anything. No one says a word. I was just in public. I'm serious. It happens to all of you guys. It's like horrible. 
It just doesn't look clean. No, it doesn't look clean. Even when you put a suit and tie on, it's like you look you look dirty and I don't know. Well, I'm not the cleanest guy. My son Gabe is not going to go around like that because I just won't allow it. I just won't allow it. Someday, when you know, he's well, his own one man. Day, when he gets out. Day, no, 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 no. He's, he's never leaving. <laughs> See, that's what you're doing. You're, My you're gonna, son's never leaving. You're going to put these grips on him, and he's going to want to break out as hard as possible. Good, good you kind of got to let him do, do whatever he wants. Great oh, analysis, stop. Phil. That's Don't cool. tell me about that's how to let raise him. Let him get bug tattoos. He's not leaving. I will chain him to the boiler in the basement. He's not leaving. Sponsored by Peter's Boys. Yes. Sounds like better than Poland so far. Sounds a lot like Poland. 1 800 848 WABC. Got a very special guest coming up next. Next, a father-in-law was the president of the United States. And a lot of folks listening right now want him to be that again. We're going to talk to the beautiful and brilliant Lara Trump on Sitting Friends in the Morning right after this. Yeah. Go shave, Phil. Sit in friends in the morning. Seventy-seven WABC. Right now, I can't get Netflix or you know any of those uh, streaming services. So, you know, we uh, were hooked on that. Me and Danielle, when I'm not watching football or Fox News occasionally, I like to watch all these movies and I can't get it. So, to watch Lara Trump on Fox News, she was great. She, um, I'm going to say this at the risk of really angering Junior and Kimberly, but she's my favorite Trump. And, of course, uh, her father-in-law, Donald Trump, announced he's going to run for president once again about uh, six weeks ago. And uh, we love Trump here. Number one Nielsen-rated news talk show in New York City. Self-proclaimed best talk show in America. And uh, in New York, of course, where it's tough for Republicans to gain any traction, that's not an issue on this station, specifically with this show, with Donald Trump. So with that said... Here she is, Lara Trump. Lara, good Monday morning. How are you? Well, good morning. What an intro. And I, I, I understand maybe. Did you play that song for me, One in a Million? I mean, I'll take I it. I did. I like all the compliments. <laughs> maybe I'll come back every Monday. I don't know. I like what we're doing so far. Now, that would be great. You were great on television. I know, of course, you had to bow out once uh, your father-in-law did what he did. But I actually uh, met you many, many times. We have a, a good friend in common who helped make this happen today, the lovely and I mean that, Elizabeth Pipko, back years ago, she had an event for the Jewish people who were, who were no longer voting for Democrats. So she wanted to stop voting for Democrats. 
and I think Kimberly was there, you were there, and Liz. And she was onto something even back then, Lara, that why Jewish people continue to vote for Democrats? I mean, the president, Donald Trump, what he did for Israel and the Jews, really unprecedented. And yet the Democrat Party, for the most part, loaded with anti-Semites. Oh, well, it's, it's so sad. And first of all, let me just compliment Liz, because you're exactly right. Elizabeth Pipko, we, she's a mutual friend of ours. She's absolutely incredible. And the things that she's been able to do, and I feel like the people she's helped sort of awaken in a way, um, we need to see more of that. So shout out to her. Thanks for everything that she does. But you're right. I mean, look, the things that Donald Trump did specifically for Israel, whether we're talking uh, about moving the American embassy in Israel finally to Jerusalem, like so many presidents before him had promised to do, but of course never delivered on, whether we're talking about the Golan Heights, all these these things that were very important to Jewish people specifically and, of course, to Israel. Um, but, of course, Donald Trump gets no credit for that. And, and you're right. You look at the Democrats and what have they done for anyone? I mean, forget just the Jewish community. You look around the country at the state we're in right now, and we are so bad off in terms of, of inflation, gas, uh, are standing on the world stage, safety and security. We got a fully open southern border. Things are worse for people in America now than they were before Joe Biden and the Democrat Party took over. And so I think a lot of people look around and they say at a certain point, well, why am I voting for this party? And it is exactly why I think so many more people came out in 2020 and actually voted for President Donald Trump. He got 11 million more votes in 2020 than 2016. It was unprecedented for a, a president running for a second term to get that many votes. Um, and, and I think we're going to see more of that because people cannot continue to live like this. At a certain point, your bottom line matters. And whenever life is harder for you, you got to look around at a certain point and say, something's got to change. No, I agree with you. And, and certainly Donald Trump, the president, was a breath of fresh air. His policies were great. No one's going to argue that. But you, you know, Lara, there's a lot of Republicans out there that are going, listen, I love Trump. He was great. I still love his policies. But there's a lot of drama involving your father-in-law. You don't get that with Ron what, DeSantis. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I know, breaking Hold news. On. Breaking news, Lara, breaking news. Uh, <laughs> and you don't get that with DeSantis. Look, I'm on record on this show, and I criticize Donald Trump. I do every now and then. I didn't like the Kanye dinner, stuff like that. But he's still my choice for president because I want the guy that has done it and was great at it rather than the guy that's got potential who all he's done is run one state in Florida. But there's a lot of Republicans who like Ron DeSantis based upon the same policies as Donald Trump. What are your thoughts about that? Well, here's what I have to say. First of all, I live right now in the state of Florida. I would like to keep Ron DeSantis as my governor in Florida as, as long as possible, because you're right. He has done a great job running Florida. But anyone um, who's had any experience on any level in government will tell you it is very different running a state versus running the country. That's right. And no one knows that better than President Donald Trump. I mean, this was a businessman, don't forget. Who, who went in there and he had great ideas and he said there's a lot that we can accomplish and a lot that we can get done. But then he got in there, then he found out truly how deep and disgusting the swamp really is. It is real. I don't think any of us could have anticipated how nasty and bad it really is. But he's done this before. He's got their number. He knows how it works. And don't you think at this point, we don't have any time to waste. We don't need somebody to play catch up and figure it out. We need somebody in there who knows exactly how to execute what needs to be done 
for America because Americans are hurting. We are in a really destabilized position, I think, uh, internationally right now, the United States, unlike anything I don't think any of us have ever lived through right now. And so we need somebody that knows how to get the job done and get in there and do it right. And, and I have nothing bad to say about Ron DeSantis, but to your point, Sid, I want the guy who did it one time before, right. who has the receipts, who has done it, and we know can do it again. And so I think at the end of the day, a lot of people, you're right, there, there is uh, maybe a little bit of drama that comes with <laughs> Donald Trump, if I'm being honest. But you know what? That is the same reason he is so great at what he does, and he gets things done. It, you know, because he has that ability to execute, and he doesn't care if he hurts your feelings, he'll tell you the truth because it's what you need to hear. You know, one of the things I think that really helped Donald out back in 2016 was you guys. I mean, you look now, and I hate, I hate picking on kids and stuff like that, but this Hunter Biden is really degenerate, let's be honest. And I'm in recovery, so he really is. And that family is a mess. I think one of the things, the reasons why Donald won was you look at you and Eric, very impressive, great kids. You look at uh, Kimberly and Donald Jr., the whole family, it worked for him. But I'm starting to see now, Lara, that a lot of the kids are not going to be on board this time around. I think, for example, Ivanka and Jared, they're going to take a back seat. What is the family looking to do on this second run for the president? Well, look, for for me, for Eric, I I can speak on on our behalf for sure. We're here to do whatever is, is needed and wanted. And I think you're right. I think a lot of people got to know Donald Trump through his children. And I mean, you know, the fact that I'm even part of this is mind boggling. I got to tell you, I'm a a girl from a middle class family in North Carolina, never in a million years that I expect to be part of a presidential campaign, a first family, any of it. Um, But I think, but by the way, not not just a part of, but a rock star. I mean, great at it. Great at it. Every Monday (laughs) said this is done. We're done. It's all, it's all set up. Um, Thank you. I I really appreciate that. But of course, The Bible tells us you can judge a tree by the fruit it bears. And Donald Trump has raised some of the most incredible children uh, of of people that I've met my entire life. And I have, you know, some really solid values coming from my background. So I can I could speak on that. Um, Look, this time around, I think all of us are, are ready to do whatever it is that's needed. But, you know, people love to criticize Jared and Ivanka. I don't think people appreciate how tough it is to be basically in the firing squad, which they were yep. for four years in, in the White House. By the way, and they still are. They still are. I actually saw an interview last week, Lara, on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd. I, you can't make this up. He was talking to Ron Johnson. You know Ron out of uh, Wisconsin. And, mm-hmm. and Ron brought up Joe Biden. And Chuck said, uh, excuse me, brought up Hunter Biden. And, and Chuck goes, wait a second. If you're going to bring up Hunter Biden, shouldn't you bring up Jared Kushner because of Jared's uh, issues? And I'm saying, well, you're going to compare Jared Kushner to Hunter Biden. Lara, this was last Sunday on Meet the Press. Well, bless his heart, as we say in North Carolina, because I have, I, I mean, everybody could see how absurd the, the comparison is. Of course, Jared and Ivanka, by the way, when they worked at the White House, they didn't take a salary. They truly worked. I mean, you t- talk about all things with Israel. You talk about the Middle East peace deal, something that was historic in nature. Yep. You can thank Jared and Ivanka for a lot of those things. A lot of the women's initiatives were spearheaded by uh, Ivanka. And so, you know, I I think they get a really bad rap. I think it's easy for people to look at them and say, oh, well, why don't they want to be a part of it? They gave up so much of their life and worked really hard for four years 
And it was really tough on them and their entire family. And so, you know, I don't think you can blame them for wanting to focus on, on themselves and their family and their kids a little bit right now. But I can guarantee you, if my father-in-law went to them and said, could you guys come help me out in whatever capacity, they would be the first in line to do yeah. so. Because we are a family who supports one another. You will never find a rift in our family, uh, unlike many families out there. And so um, I think it's one of our great strengths. And I think you're going to see that continue. What, the, what part of North Carolina are you from? I'm curious. I'm from Wilmington, North Carolina, okay. right full beach specifically, but people know Wilmington. Oh, yeah, I know. My, my wife actually lived in Charlotte for 14 years. 14 oh. years. Yes. Yeah, so we, we go she back. She's a great lady. Oh, she is a great lady. And her father still lives there. So we go out to uh, North Carolina a couple of times a year. I love the Grove Park Inn in Asheville. It's one of my favorite hotels beautiful. in the country. Isn't that a beautiful place? Yeah. Beautiful look place. Look at you with your North Carolina knowledge. <laughs> yeah, my wife's a big Tar Heels fan, the whole thing. So, uh, uh, Well, I went to NC State, so maybe we're not going to do this every Monday. Uh, Oh, you know, she used to do this chant at home, Lara. She would go, uh, well, how did the chant start again? Wake is fake, Duke is puke, but the team we hate is NC State. Go Tar Heels. Have you ever heard that? Go to hell, Carolina, <laughs> Devil's Deke, stand in line, red and white from NC State, go State. That's oh, all. I love back. it. The Wolfpack, Lara Trump, fantastic. <laughs> you know, uh, one more thing about uh, Joe, that was great, about uh, Joe Biden here, and that is this whole document situation. Obviously, that's the big story right now, and they put your father-in-law through hell. Complete nonsense. He's able to declassify what they did at Mar-a-Lago. was really gross. It really was. It was gross. FBI, SWAT teams, and Melania's drawers and all that. And yet with Joe Biden, for the most part, it's like, oh, ho, oh, hum. He didn't know. He didn't, he didn't mean it. And even though they're popping up in new locations every day, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything nefarious behind it. I know you guys get tired of that, the same story being treated differently for two different men. But this is really nonsense, no? Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is it, look, it's dangerous. And you think also, obviously, all the things you just explained should be mind boggling enough for people. Um, but then you think about what was in those documents. And by the way, don't forget, the FBI and DOJ allowed Joe Biden's personal attorneys to go through and say, oh, well, we'll go look for the classified documents. Don't worry about anything. These are not pe people with a security clearance of any variety. These are his personal attorneys. What was in those documents? We know there's information about Ukraine, China, Iran. Think about Hunter Biden. Think about Burisma. Think about all that transpired within Ukraine that benefited the Biden family. You wonder about China. You wonder what other documents could possibly be in there. And I don't know, do we think maybe Biden's personal attorneys might comb through some of this <laughs> and say, oh, we'll put these to the side. But look here, folks, everything's all good. It is really frightening as an American citizen to see the difference and in the two tier justice system that exists here, because it really is. It, you can't talk about anything other than the hypocrisy of all of it. When you have the theatrics of this pre-dawn raid at Mar-a-Lago, an unprecedented raid on a former president's home. They're combing through Melania's personal belongings, you know, of a former first lady. And then Joe Biden has boxes stacked behind the Corvette, and it's all good, <laughs> nothing to, to worry about. Yeah. I think people are a little concerned. Yeah. And, of course, we know that uh, Joe Biden as vice president did not have the ability to declassify anything. President Donald Trump, of course, did. So more questions than answers, but it's really scary because could could be possibly hiding some Biden family secrets in those documents. And maybe now we'll never know. 60 seconds to go. We went over some of your father-in-law's successes right israel the middle east amazing uh you know you talk about the economy 
But I think right now, Lara, your father-in-law, all he has to do is say two words, two words on the air every day just to prove what a really great job he did compared to this guy. Those two words are southern border. What a mess. What a mess. What a what a mess. What an embarrassment. What a dangerous situation. You had the lowest border crossings in decades under President Donald Trump. And now it's like we open the spigot and people are pouring in. Since October, there have been over 700,000 border crossings that we know. 50 people on the terror watch list that have been caught. What about the ones that weren't caught? I think you're exactly right. It used to be you talk to people in these border towns in Texas and Arizona and New Mexico, and they would tell you, now it's coming to a town near you because these people are going all throughout America. You're going to see it in your school system. You're going to see it in your health care system. A country cannot function without borders. And, and so I think you're right. I think that is one thing that people can look at and clearly see the massive failure by the Biden administration. And, of course, our quote-unquote borders are Kamala Harris. What another <laughs> epic embarrassment in and of itself. Oh and I know God. we don't have time to get into that. Well, we'll do it again next Monday. I'll come up with a different chant from Let's North Carolina. <laughs> okay. I do have to thank uh, Liz Pipko. And uh, I, I really am a huge fan of yours. And, and you've been great over these years, for your father-in-law, in the press, delivering the right message. And you were great, great, great this morning. So thank you so much. Enjoy the lovely weather down in Florida. And hopefully we can do this again very, very soon, Laura. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. Thanks so much. You're very welcome. Uh, Laura Trump, beautiful, brilliant, all those things. Really, my, my, uh, I can't say enough nice things about her. I'm a huge fan, a huge fan. And uh, the president is very lucky. He's got two great boys with Junior and Eric Trump. And Eric did very, very well for himself. Oy. Now, it's time for Sid's Take. Oi! Sid's Take! Sid's Take, yeah! yeah! Good luck! It's Sid's Take. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. On 77 WABC. All right. 9.45 on your Monday morning, kicking off the week uh, in the right way. Sitting friends in the morning. And it's time now for the Sid's Take Contest, of course, sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. you got to go to pavil- uh, peerlessboilers.com, paviliontankless.com, find a dealer near you because they are America's best built boilers. Today, our alliteration movie Monday, we get some movie trivia for Kelly out in the Bronx. What's going on, Kelly? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? A little nervous. No, don't be nervous. It's just us. It's just the guys. Oh my god, nothing. It's just the, <laughs> it's just the guys. Come on, you know you're just talking to us. It's all good. You give it your best yeah. shot. I mean, I mean, I mean, Justin was throwing up at the Eagles game. I wasn't I mean. throwing up. <laughs> I was too. Whatever. People were thro- people were throwing up on me. That that's what that's happened. Right. Yes, and Giants fans actually they they had nothing better to do with the game but drink. So. They had to, oh my you know, god! They, they had awful. to they had to wash it down with something, Disgusting. you know. To thank you. Yeah. Anyways, Kelly, we got some movie trivia for you today, so uh, hopefully you're up to speed on that, and uh, we're ready to dive in. If you are, I'm ready. All right, here we go. Number one, Will Hunting, which is Matt Damon's character in the film Good Will Hunting, was prolific in which subject? Math. Math. Very nice. One for one, Kelly. On to number two. In the movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Pee-wee Herman embarks on an adventure to retrieve his stolen what? Bicycle. Very nice. Two for two. Up to a hot start. On to number three. What was the last name of the family from the comedy Meet the Parents, starring Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro? 
Oh, God. Uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Got to be careful with this one. Yeah, I oh. don't have it. All right. Now, I got to be careful with this one. The correct answer there is Fokker. Well done. Oh. Thank you. We could still work. <laughs> <laughs> got to really get that O in there. On the number four, Kelly, two for three. What cartoon Bears copyright ran out in 2021 and was turned into a live-action horror film entitled Blood and Honey that's set to hit theaters next month? Yogi Bear. Ooh. Good guess. Winnie the Pooh. He's now a murdering bear, apparently. Oh, bother. Yeah, Christopher Christopher Robin's in trouble. All right, two for four. On to number five. Former President George W. Bush was born on the exact same date as which action movie superstar? Is it A, Arnold Schwarzenegger, B, Bruce Willis, or C, Sylvester Stallone? Arnold Schwarzenegger? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. C would be the correct answer. Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Two for five, is that correct? Am I correct in, in saying two for five? Uh, she got one and two. All right. Yes. Two for five, Kelly. We'll keep you on hold here. Get to listen to the big guy, see if he can beat you. Here he comes. Okay. Moseying on in here. How you feeling on this Monday morning? Let's do this, baby. All right. You got to get three correct to win today's game. All right. Movie Monday cold in here. is the subject. Yeah. Are you okay? No. Why is it cold in here? I don't know. You've been sitting here all day. Yeah. You know. This is a nice jacket. I've got. And you're wearing a jacket now. Nice How'd you get jacket. colder when you put on your jacket? Yeah, I got colder as I put the jacket on. And it's a great looking jacket, I must say. You know what? Color, you know what? You got to say it then. You know what color that is? That's actually midnight green, which the, is the primary color of the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. What a stupid comparison, no? So, you weren't dumb thing to say. It's wearing green pants. You look like you're in the military. You're dressed like Volodymyr Zelensky. You're in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Play the game. Let's go. All right. Your team. Number one, Will Hunting, which is Matt Damon's character in the film Good Will Hunting, was prolific in which subject? Math? Yeah. Spectacular. Nice job. Ben Affleck was in that? Was yeah. Robin Williams in that one? Chinese yes. bakeries. That's it. Of course. Yes, he was. Chinese bakeries? <laughs> <laughs> one for one. <laughs> on to number two. In the movie Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Pee-wee Herman embarks on an adventure to retrieve his stolen what? Oh, get out of here. I have no idea. Penis. Oh. <laughs> so close. Oh. oh, God. Bicycle. Will be the correct answer. He was uh, one time caught in a... Um, yes, we all know oh, the story. Yeah, the movie. Movie yep, yeah, yeah. yep, we know. You know, he was actually great in the movie Blow with Johnny Depp. I mean, great. His real oh, name yeah, is uh, Paul... Um, yeah, he was great. He played his Paul best buddy. Paul Herman's? No. Is it hard? No. No, not Pee-wee Herman. Sorry. Right. Uh, Paul. Paul. I forgot his last name. All he, right. He was great in that movie. Like a real actor. Paul Rubens? Yes, Rubens. Paul Rubens. Very good. Figure yeah. it out later. Yeah. yeah. All right. You know look great in that movie? He played, um, she played uh, his wife, Penelope Cruz. Yeah. yeah. She did. She looks good in everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. She looks good in everything, too, by the way. potato sack yeah. and on the yeah. floor and everywhere. Right, one more. Let's go. One Come for on. two. On to number three. What was the last name of the family from the comedy Meet the Parents, starring Ben Stiller and Robert De Niro? Fuck you. Oh. Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I said fuck. Okay. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. your <laughs> answer. Okay. Oh, all right. Two for three. Somewhere Parker just had a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he just say what I think? <laughs> Meet the fuckers. Yeah. All right. Number four. This for the win here. What cartoon bears copyright ran out in 2021 and was turned into a live action horror film entitled Blood and Honey that's set to hit theaters next month? <laughs> this is not even true. Uh, Miguel Gorilla. What? <laughs> Did you say gorilla? <laughs> a cartoon bear. 
Oh, cartoon bear? Yeah, he said bear. Oh, oh that's... <laughs> Shut up. There's a third word. Smokey bear. the bear? No, You're Winnie so the wrong. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. Sing the I forgot he was a bear, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. mixed up with, you know, gorillas. <laughs> okay, anyway. fine. The same file, I'm the same family. It's the first cartoon I thought of. What do you want me to tell you? When All I was right. a kid, I used to love that cartoon. <laughs> so it's down to this question, number five. <laughs> oh, famous bear, McGill gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. To win the game. God, I'm so stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree. I you like famous people. Like, I'm a smart guy. Like, I'm talking about, you know, congestion, pricing, inflation, <laughs> Ukraine. And You're then I confuse uh... Winnie the Pooh with the gorilla. I just... Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough being you. Lily Beckinsale wouldn't have liked that one. Lily Sheen. Oh, Sheen. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's Charlie Sheen's daughter. No, it's not. It's Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, we'll ahead. see. If, yeah. All right. <laughs> Former President George W. Bush was born on the exact same date as which action movie star is it? A, Arnold Schwarzenegger, B, Bruce Willis, or C, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, my God. All three great action stars. Um, I mean, who would he, I don't even think George Bush knows this. I'm going to go with um, Schwarzenegger. Oh. oh. McGill Gorilla. <laughs> oh. Uh, Chinese Bakery? Yeah. It's Bruce Willis. It was Sylvester Stallone. Oh, it was my last choice. So did I lose? No, you tied. All right, two two tied. Thank you to Kelly and the Bronx. We'll come back. Well written <laughs> game again, Phil. You're on fire. Have the Knicks lost four in a row now? Is that right? Yeah. They what? got blown out in Toronto. Yeah, last. And the Nets yeah. finally won without Durant. I know. Kyrie Irving had a big game. Yeah. Game winner. Yep. Come back and wrap things up right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sid's Take, sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Monday morning, you showed the fight. So now i got to figure out what to do for lunch today. I don't know. What a great show. Larry Trump was uh, really terrific. How about Governor Pataki? He was great, too. Curtis Sleeva, as always. Curtis is really entertaining. I mean, really entertaining. We had, um, we had uh, Harry Mays from Philadelphia, 640 this morning, was terrific. And, of course, Rich Larry always great. What a great show. Every day. Too much. Every day. But now I have, uh, now the show is over, and now like the, my real life starts, you know. So I have to figure out what to eat for lunch, and that's bothering me. You've got to make sure you have enough 20s. <sighs> I have money. I just don't know what to eat. I don't. Okay. I'm, I'm bored of food. I'm bored of it. I, it's the same thing every day. It's Greek salad with chicken, you know, the, the, the wrap with, the, put the, the Caesar stuff on the side, and I don't know what's going on with me. Did I, I you did you get that liver with onions on Friday? No. Why don't you get that today? Why did you want me to? 
That's the most foul I could food. get that today. It's not foul. It's delicious. It's, it's great. No, no it's that's not. caveman food. We've, we've adapted. You don't need to eat this, this food that people hunted and gathered. I've now gone to the we've evolved to Murray actually. Hill Diner nine <laughs> consecutive days. Nine days in a row. Nine. I'm not even kidding you. Nine. And uh, I've had three things in nine days. Egg white omelet with, with a feta and spinach. A uh, buffalo chicken wrap. And a Greek salad with chicken. That's it. I'm, I'm, I don't know what's. I don't know what's going on with me. I'm. I'm, I'm like. What do they do? Becoming like in? an old woman. Huh? They, when you come in, do they just yell Sid? They yell, uh, don't laugh. I walked friend. in with Danielle on Saturday morning, and there was a lady at a table with her father and son. She's like, "I knew you would come today. I knew it. You've been talking about this place all week, Sid Rosenberg." And then I was like, "We're, we're leaving. We're out of here." Yeah, I would. Yeah, she hates get it. it. Hide. Yeah. Put the coat over my head. Oh please. I got again. We got to go through this. I have to explain to her. My wife, who's a genius and, and at a great law firm right now as we speak, but I have to explain to her that anonymity in this business is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. You don't make the big bucks. You don't become a huge star by sitting home all day and no one knowing who you are. Yeah, look at Alec Baldwin. It's working for him. <laughs> well, I don't plan on shooting anybody today, <laughs> but who knows? You never know. <laughs> right. You're still young. <laughs> I, may be, I mean, I, I was actually on the set with a gun of one of the movies I made, but I was never in possession of the gun. So I don't want to know about it. <laughs> so right. You better have like 18 handlers like making sure. <laughs> well, it was a great job today. As I said, the five guests were great. Larry Trump, that was a lot of fun. She'll be back, and hopefully her father-in-law will be on soon, too, the president himself. Lou Rafino is always a masterful job. Macedonia Phil, brilliant. Justin Ellick, you the man. Deb Valentine, always professional and terrific. And Norm Layden and the, the whole crew. You're all great. We love you all. You're kind of a lousy day in New York today. And Wednesday, even worse. But uh, find a way to enjoy it, folks. God willing, we'll all be back with you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to get you through your morning. So until then, from all of us on Sitting Friends in the Morning to all of you, peace! If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.